You gotta say I love you back. Dad, are you serious? I want to hear it. You want to hear me say it? I love you, Dad. You're dropping me off out of school? I love you, Dad. Look at this place. Dad, I love you. Dad, I love you. That's a copy. Hi everyone, welcome to the Fansplainers. My name is David Dedrick. I'm Ian Boothby. And this is our podcast that we get to talk about movies. We get to talk about movies and spoil them for you. So I hope whatever movie we're going to talk about today you've seen. Uh, we'll... You sound like you don't know what movie we're going to no, talk about. No, I know about. what we're going to talk about, but I, I think that could be a constant. I'm trying to find like a perfect start that I can use every time. Oh, all right. But you just, just threw me off the rails there. I think that's basically how we're going to be starting every time. <laughs> is that rails, <laughs> rails uh, situation. Breaking down. Yeah. So uh, this, okay, well, this episode we're going to talk about uh, Into the Spider-Verse, Spider-Man yes, you gotta, Into the Spider-Verse. You got to say the full name. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Sure. All right. Spider-Man colon <laughs> Into the Spider-Verse. Spider-Man's colon Into the Spider-Verse. That's right. Into Spider-Man's colon <laughs> Spider-Style. Oh, dear. Well, I didn't realize. I didn't notice this part of the film, but it sounds more interesting every minute. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So hopefully for this episode, we'll be on iTunes. I've had a little tr- trouble getting us on iTunes, uh, mostly because I'm, uh, I'm, a, I'm a dummy. So we'll figure it out. All right. It's all. If you're listening to me. this on iTunes, you know we've uh, figured it out. And if you're not, uh, that's also okay. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, complain to your local iTunes distributor. <laughs> you don't have to complain. On the corner, the gentleman who's going iTunes, get your podcast here, get yeah. your music. Uh, talk to that gentleman. No, it who was, has a little it kiosk. Was my, it was my fault, and I and I. I humbly apologize to, right. to, to everyone on Earth. So, um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse uh, is the uh, Academy Award winner this year. Yes. Year of, uh, it's a very timely review we're doing. We're right on top of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, for Best Animated Film, which was, which was a nice uh, surprise. It felt like uh, Incredibles 2, you know, it's a Pixar movie, mm-hmm. so... That's gonna that's gonna take it away. Yeah, but uh, I really did feel when, I, when I, I was I was lucky enough. I saw this earlier than most people. Okay, uh, my landlord also reviews movies. Yes. Um, oh, wow. For uh, for a show called The Electric Playground, and uh, he had some spare tickets, and so I went to see this at ten in the morning, which is an interesting time to see a movie. Okay, and uh, and and loved it, uh, and was spreading the good word uh, <laughs> ab- about it then. But uh, yeah, as soon as I saw it, it was like, uh, well, this is uh, and uh, again, why do you have to? compare things yeah i think maybe i do uh i, I thought this is much better than incredibles 2 like i thought incredibles 2 had uh, really nice visuals um yep. and uh but but this one had so much heart to it and this was, one else this one had better visuals I yeah think. and and was genuinely felt like something new mm-hmm. something different yeah uh instead and not being a sequel though i would look forward to a sequel if they do do a sequel i, I think what they did in this film just if i was to generalize is uh they did stuff that should not work first of all when you hear the premise of this movie it sounds bad it's like Spider-Man from yeah. another dimension meets another dimension Spider-Man who teaches him to be a good Spider-Man. It's like, well, that's just, that doesn't, say, doesn't <laughs> sound like a Spider-Man movie at all. Like a Spider-Man story to me traditionally is, it's a guy uh, who um, uh, gets uh, has a science accident mm-hmm. and then uh, ends up fighting someone else who is probably in a science accident, more than likely who is animal-based. Yeah. That's and it's very grounded, and he's got some problems at home, and he can't make the rent. Probably he's got like spider troubles and that. Very grounded uh, pr- uh, problems, and he, he almost gives up. Yeah, then he doesn't give up, 
and he, he beats the odds and uh, wins, but doesn't totally win because there's always a problem with Spider-Man. He never gets that total victory. Yeah. Superman saves the day and they give him a parade. No one gives Spider-Man a parade. <laughs> so I felt, you know, it didn't feel like a Spider-Man story. It felt like too, well, we're doing mirror, mirror. We're doing like something Star, yeah, Star yeah. Trek-y. You know, it's just too sci-fi for my blood. And then you find out like uh, all these crazy characters are going to be in it. I'm like, oh boy, here we go. Let's see, let's see where this is going. Not just that, but... You also the fact that they have four villains in it, which is always like a, oh boy, four major villains yeah. appear in this. Not necessarily in major roles, but they do use they do use up four major villains in mm. this film, at least uh, that I know of. I mean, I'm not sure the Prowler character. I'm not sure if that is a character that I just don't know. Yeah, he was a he was modern. a he was a villain. He was who later became kind of an antihero, who then became like a friend of Spider-Man. Okay, like in in the uh, in the comic. Yeah, so this one features the Kingpin. Mm-hmm. Doc Ock, yeah, the Scorpion, and one more. Uh, Green Goblin. Green Goblin. It. That's right. Green yeah. Goblin. Yeah. And oh, and Tombstone. I don't know who Tombstone is. Tombstone is the goon who's oh, okay. there okay. with uh, with uh, Kingpin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it just yeah. Once again, that's a Too real many villains. Oh, this can't that's, work. Yeah, that's right. That's a real negative in most films. If you if you heard a movie had that many villains in it, you'd be like, how can they concentrate on that many villains? Which they kind of did by not making them a major part of the story like green goblin is barely featured in it at all right it's just there as kind of a monster a nice big visual yeah that's about it yeah and the interest what i was watching when i was thinking about this movie i was thinking how what a great story it is like how well told it is and then i was thinking why don't they don't they do storyboards for like captain marvel which we talked about last time which we did have issues with the story mm-hmm. this movie feels really faultless in terms of a storyline almost like a pixar movie incredibles 2 feels like a movie that was rushed into production it doesn't feel like they they sat on they sat like if you watch i don't know if you've ever seen like the bonus materials for monsters incorporated no. and what it was going to be and what it became like this incredible evolution of this film over many years and you could see that they just didn't feel like it was ready and so they just kept working through it until they finally came to monsters inc as it as we saw it but what it started as was completely different than what it became oh okay and so you feel like with incredibles 2 that they just didn't sit on the story long enough they didn't you know they just didn't have it and kind of nurse it along and storyboard it and then question it and change things and and recognize where the the problems in the storyline lay like which is strange because they had so much time to think about what they do well did they they? like we don't know when he started working on it though like he might have started like eight months before it came out not necessarily that you can do that with a pixar film but you know what i mean like like we i mean it took a long time to come out but that doesn't mean they were working on it for 10 years no but i just figured they'd have the story for you know once once it didn't feel like it though did it it felt like it felt like kind of well it was my and again we're tangenting off to incredibles 2 here for a second uh yeah my problem was the sequelitis problem which is it kills the happy ending of the first movie as most sequels do you know, it's uh, most sequels. You know, uh, you, you you end the first movie great. Everyone's gone through their journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're at their best. Here we go. And then the second movie goes. Okay, you know, you thought it was good. Things were good. Nope. Now nah, things are still lousy. Uh, now we got to solve uh, often the same problems again, or very similar problems, and so it's less uh, satisfying. I'm going to disagree with you a little bit because I do think that they could have they could have successfully seek, done a sequel if they oh had my. concentrated on the idea of what. What's wrong? Oh, I just realized I took the glass with ice. Yeah. What a what a jerk move on my part. That's I'm okay. I'm so sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, they could have done a successful sequel if they concentrated on the idea of 
The first film is about the family accepting who they are. Right. The second film is about society accepting superheroes for who they are. Sure. They could have gone that way, and they tried to do that, I think, with the story. It's just that they just lost their way somewhere in the middle of the movie, and they had the wrong villain, or they, they staged it in a way that didn't work to me. Whereas this movie, it feels like they had every beat right. Like, every every you know place in the film was... Like, every moment of the movie worked, and the story... Everything, you know, it was all working together. There wasn't a moment in the film where he went, oh, well, this is kind of boring, or this has gone off the rails, or what's, what's happening now? This, they, you know, everything was carefully staged to, as part of this journey, part of the Milo's, Miles? Miles? Miles. Miles journey. Sorry. Miles journey. It's and, a journey of a bunch of miles. You can remember yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. I can remember that way. Thanks for the mnemonic device there. And, you know, so I just, and it made me think of Captain Marvel, and I'm like, maybe they should storyboard those films. Like, and not have like the CGI people boringly storyboard it because that's what that those guys do. Mm. As they boringly storyboard a film, like they just, you know, you hand over all your special effects work to some CGI company, and all they do is because they're humans, they go, "What do we got? What do we got that's, that's already made? Okay, we got a beam going into the sky. Well, let's use that. We've got a car being flipped in the air. Let's use that. So they just pull out everything they already have and they just recycle it into another movie. Yeah, or at least do the stuff they know how to do. Yeah, and it's easy because it's already programmed. They can just change some of the elements of it. You know, so instead of it being a, a Lexus that's flying through the air, it's going to be this car so Sony can show the insignia of it and sell it as, as branding. But, you you know, it's it's just the same over and over again. Whereas this movie, if everything feels fresh. Like, it feels like every part of it was done new and you're seeing these things for the first time. Yeah. These battles are the first time. You've never seen a Green Goblin like it. You've never seen a Kingpin, a Senkevich Kingpin fight before. This is no, your when chance. No, when you're saying Senkevich you know? Kingpin, sure. the design was based on um, artist Bill Senkevich's uh, drawings of the Kingpin from yeah. uh, a Daredevil but graphic novel. But not just novel. that. Elements, like design elements as well, had like a, that kind of Senkevich element to them as mm-hmm. well, you know. And Bill Senkevich, yeah, was a... a comic artist that came into the business in the in the mid 80s i guess yeah started like with new mutants new what mutants, i remember him doing but i do right. remember and doing then covers uh, for, did electra he did covers for rom and stuff like that sure. and they're always so impressive and so great and then yeah he he kind of brought this sort of new style like this kind of very wild style i mean you know it wasn't new to art but it was new to comics you know and yeah. he's kind of bringing this new thing and it just felt really fun and, and open and new and and great and so this movie kind of plugs into that feeling as well that kind of very stylized very you know the kingpin is this huge body small head you know there's no attempt to make him look like a like a normal human (laughs) you know at all he's just this kind of monster same with the green goblin they're just monsters basically and yeah it's just really writ large for us i really that's really kind of fun but going back to the storyboard part of it like just like why can't they do that for like Captain Marvel? Like why not just take the time and carefully map out your movie? Or you know, like for Aquaman, where they take a storyboard and then they shuffle up the cards and throw them all on the ground and just go, yeah, it makes some sense. That's fine. No, there's a lot of there was a lot of uh, love uh, definitely uh, made in in this. Uh, well, people Wait a make, people didn't make love in this movie. <laughs> I was thinking of a very different movie that I watched. Uh, now this is uh, this is from uh, it's it, various producers. There's more than uh, more than two producers. Yeah. But when you think uh, the producers, you think Phil Lord and Christopher Miller, who uh, you know did uh, Cloudy with a Chance of uh, Meatballs, never seen uh, Clone High. Uh, they're just uh, they're just great. The Lego Movie, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and they they do films that should not work. You know, that it should <laughs> should not work, and they make them really, really work, and they got a lot of heart. There's other producers, Amy Pascal, uh, Christina Steinberg, and uh, Avi Arad. I don't know uh, if Avi Arad is a Mar- he's just is, around. He's, Avi Arad uh, is a Marvel hack. That's right. Amy Pascal is the head of Sony, I believe, who got sure. in big trouble for all her incendiary emails that were released a few ah, years ago. All right, fair enough. Uh, but uh, but yeah, they're they're just very funny. They're yeah. just very funny uh, uh, filmmakers and television makers, and so they they well, this, give everything their all. Why why this project worked, I think, is because it was a project that no one knew how to handle, mm-hmm. and so they just let the producers work on it. So there's not a lot yeah, of people it, interfering no one, in it. No, I don't think people knew that this was going to be a hit. It's one yeah. of those things like if they if they need it to be a hit, then they can't make it good. Yeah. But because you know they'll you know some of the Marvel movies are quite good. But if they if they this is a Sony product, it's a Sony Marvel co production. Right. So we're still dealing with Amazing yeah. Spider Man one and two people. We're dealing with the Ghostbusters yeah. remake people. We're dealing with a company that has a hard time. Yeah. An example, an example of what they went through was they were supposed to be the ones doing the solo movie, yes. Star Wars solo movie, okay. and then uh, it was like, no, 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 you know that we got to make this a hit, and so they brought in Ron Howard, and you got a Ron Howard movie, and that's mm-hmm. fine, but it's just a real shame that they couldn't do their thing. So it's nice that the next film that they did, yeah. they really hit it out of the park, mm-hmm. and uh, I've listened to I've listened to the the commentary, which is it's an okay commentary, uh, but it's they didn't know that it was going to be what it what it was and then yeah. they were surprised by how good everything started well, yeah, to look when they start when they probably when they wrote the script they weren't imagining how the animation was going to look so when they brought in those people they brought a totally different well they had some ideas it. but then when they saw it actually happening mm. uh it, uh, it it blew everybody away and they yeah. went oh geez okay <laughs> here we gotta we gotta really everything's now gonna match yeah. the scenes we've already shot which are just remarkable the first time i saw a clip from it was i went to see venom and at the end they had the scene where um where miles is at uh, peter parker's grave yeah and uh, meets the other peter parker and then takes him on a swing through the city mm-hmm. and watching that like venom was fine but then, but then this thing came on, and mm-hmm. it was just like you throw up your hands and just go, "Yeah, that's it." It's just such a visual feast, and so much hilarious slapstick. But then also so much heart, and it was just, "Yeah, oh my gosh, I really want to see what they're going to do with this. I hope they don't drop the ball, and uh, not drop the ball." Did they not? I thought. <laughs> well, yeah, I think you did full negative. Maybe but. I did. <laughs> well, why don't we go through the Why don't we go through the movie? Unless there's uh, something else you want to like cover. No, no in we general. can we can talk about it as we as okay. we approach. Well, uh, you know, it starts off in a, I think, a really good way, uh, which is, you know, it acknowledges the other Spider-Man movies. It yes. acknowledges, like, here's what I liked about this, was the film always felt like it thought you were smart. It felt like you're you're in on this, you get it. You know, they started with uh, you know, opening title sequence with uh, who who what was the what was the logo was uh, you know where it was the it's the lady holding holding the torch uh, and uh, you oh, know that's uh, Columbia Columbia yeah the Columbia logo and you see okay, all the so. different incarnations and you're like yeah. well what's this all about and you could mm-hmm. just go no one's gonna get this no one's gonna get you putting the comics code up no one's gonna no one's gonna get this. Uh, but no, they just like started off in a really interesting. Oh, what that? What the heck? Yeah, it was is interesting because they did some like 
some style like graffiti stylizing on it and then they also did like the dimensional stylized right and these it. and a lot of this was uh the they said the other dimensions that we were going to be seeing in the, mm-hmm. in the movie yeah. so it does say, oh all right let's just start off with something too uh you, you also started off with a a, a lottery ball and it Com- was 42 comes, comes after that but yeah oh, it does? i'm sorry about that. there's something that appears first and then the lottery ball appears right Both. and the lottery ball is uh the lottery that miles won to get into the school they don't explain it but yeah it's, it's no but that's but you don't have to because no, no. like they show they show that and that's one of those things you get on the second time around when you realize you know why they keep like playing 42 over and over again it's because this was what changed miles life and okay. the number 42 keeps reoccurring mm-hmm. and all these changes in his life but they start off with basically a character just going okay i'm spider-man here's the deal uh let's just assuming you know what's going on yeah and uh and then they do some nice jokes about previous movies that maybe didn't uh, make good choices and i was like that's great it takes the curse off it they recreate scenes from previous movies with a twist each one of them has an interesting comedic twist on them and like that's great and it's like i'm i'm spider-man okay that's great and then we meet miles yeah and we go from this crazy world to a very grounded world where it's just this uh, quiet kid who's working on something and singing to himself. I love that he doesn't know the lyrics to the to the song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That just makes it so real. And then we meet his family, and they just unfold things so beautifully. You know, mm-hmm. you get to th- you get to see like his his bedroom, and that's where he's most private. Then we get to see his home, meet his family in a nice you know uh, way with a lot of movement. Then we take that outside. Now we're having him walk through the neighborhood, meet the meet meet everyone there, and then you see his relationship with his dad, and they just go from there. And it was like. This is great. Yeah. This is like you immediately like really like this guy. You love his dad. You know, their relationship it just it, it was so nice to see a relationship between a father and a son that isn't avenge me, you know, in a <laughs> in an action movie, which is okay. what it usually is. Yeah. You know, they they try to do it in the DC movies with uh, you know, they they really try to do it in the DC movies. But this this was just so organic and natural and uh yeah, I, I, I thought it was a great start. Yes. Uh, what I liked about it was, well, yes, the slow unfolding of his life and just that it doesn't, there's no exposition. It's just showing you, it's show, don't tell. So you just get yeah. to see him react, you know, interacting with his mom, interacting with his dad. He's a cool guy in his neighborhood. He, he's a cool guy in his neighborhood. And that's really good too, because it shows how much he, where he belongs in his life. And the fact that he has won this lottery that has pulled him out of his life. And then we see him, well, his dad, of course, takes him to his new school and does a very unfortunate thing which is embarrass him in front of his classmates which, which is a great beat because we've seen a thousand times the embarrassing parent taking your kid to school mm-hmm. and but they found something new to do with it yeah that also set up the character thing beautifully that you can pay off later on yeah which yeah. is which is great and just a dad that needs to hear from his son no 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 <laughs> i don't care yeah, you gotta say, you gotta say, I love you. Yeah. Then you go into the school, and uh, now you're out of place. You're a complete fish out of water. Mm-hmm. You're not the cool guy at all anymore. He tries doing his old moves. It does not work. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, oh, this is great. And it's that. And also, per- you're not the smartest kid in the room either. Now you are amongst other smart kids. So and you a, just are one of, one of many. And a traditional movie would have the bullies bullying the nerd, but no one bullies him. No, no. He's just awkward. Yeah. It's weird. Everyone's smiling at There's him. There's a little bullying because people are people are shouting out uh stuff that his dad said. That's that you know a little bit, yeah. Like, so kind of that's a ten four. He didn't say that, but you know what I mean. He yeah. said something after his But sentence. no one's pushing him into a locker. Yeah, no, no. There's no one's, of that no one's intimidating him. Yeah, it's yeah. just he feels out of place. His mm-hmm. jokes aren't landing. Yeah. 
it's it's weird and it's like that it that's great it's such yeah. a small subtle way of doing uh of showing of showing that whereas like again like another so many movies like now would just be again i just watched aquaman uh the other the other day again and it's got the same thing as as you have in shazam i'm taking this just from the trailer where you just have the over-the-top bullies who just come up like looky here we got this kid and we're pushing you around hey kid who's got a disability taking your crutch beating you up with it like okay you could do that or you just feel weird yeah you're in over your head you're in a new environment and yeah. that's uh that's so much worse yeah, yeah it's yeah. great uh because then you don't have to have spider-man come and then beat up like children later on which is <laughs> would not be uh not be good so, so but we also then get to meet uh so we get to see the school then we get to meet uh his uh his uncle yes who uh who again is a great character yes he's fantastic yeah yeah just a really like like uh, after you've seen his uptight dad, to meet the cool uncle who appreciates Miles and respects him and appreciates who he is, but unlike his dad who wants him, doesn't know his son. You know, he doesn't really know his son. He wants his. He has an idea of who he wants his son to be, but he doesn't know who his son is. But you get the. But his few, uncle yeah. knows who his knows who his who Miles is and yeah, gives him that room. He's cool. But his dad isn't cool. He tries yeah. to joke with him, and it yeah. doesn't fly. Yeah. But his dad's pretty great, and you can tell. Like you know, when, later on when he needs someone, he does go like immediately to his dad. So they have built up a relationship, yeah. for sure. Uh, but yeah, you get to that age where your he went parents, to his he went to his uncle first. He went to his uncle first, but until when, the big when there's until trouble the, until we find out who the uncle is and we're going right. to spoil it so we but, when we find out that his uncle is a villain mm-hmm. but he goes there first he goes to his uncle and he's writing the note to his uncle but he would i don't think he'd ever hug his uncle that's the thing like when he's when he's no. really down and low he goes for the tight hug with uh with his dad he goes to his parents you know he's that his relationship yeah. with his yeah. uncle is it's cool it's goofy yeah yeah it's uh it's that and that's great mm-hmm. and the, and the, sure, you know sure. but uh and and the parents aren't cool but it's almost that thing that uh you know your parents shouldn't be cool no no your parents should be parents should be, and these be are parents. really good parents yeah 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 so we yeah we meet we meet uh we meet his uncle we see that influence in his life and uh he takes him to a special spot where he can do his uh his graffiti, uh, his graffiti, his tagging, his painting, because he is an he's an artist. Yeah, 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 for sure. And uh, and that's where uh, things start. There's an interesting thing this film does, which is a call. Um, I guess you could, like it, it's always they always they always build up your expectations of a of a moment, and then they'll turn they'll mm-hmm. turn those expectations for. So this scene is an example of that, where we have Miles doing his painting, yeah. being cool with his uncle, listening to music, and then we have this scary spider. These views of the scary spider coming towards him, right? And there's a lot of stuff that's that, glitching at the. That's thing. glitching, yes, and that's when they like to do in this film is kind of highlight something by doing almost comic book like inserts, like we're watching Ang Lee's Incredible Hulk again, where we have like the, the little mm-hmm. s- frames within the frame and stuff like that, and uh, just done a little better, but um, more better story. But you know, just like the idea of like we're it's still a comic book that we're watching. And so we're going to use those kind of comic book forms in order to highlight something that we want you to see. So we'll have these little framed ins- inserts right. that appear in the, in the movie, which so is So they great. really, they really come in once the spider has bitten him. Once, once he, once he's bitten, then he becomes a comic book character. Mm. You see word balloons appear over his head or in boxes yeah, yeah. and things do tangent, tangent. You know, so, I just want so to, let me just, please do. Saying. So, 
we keep building up the build up this thing. We build it up, build yeah. it up. Finally, it bites him, and we get that. Yeah, there's a lot of setup to that. We get a huge amount of setup. We get this big visual thing where we get the close up of the spider, the in, inserts of the spider, its fangs, the its venom going inside him yes. into his veins and stuff like that. And then we cut away from that back to reality, and here's where we the expectations change, but where he just kind of flicks it off of his hand. Yeah, it, it didn't really hurt because the spider. It's a small spider. Flick done. Everything's good. Yeah, he's not creeped Let's out go. by a spider. He's not screaming like Peter Parker. Yeah, get out of here. Here's here, here's what I like was uh, in in the Peter Parker origin. You know, he, it takes place in a um, in a lab. Yeah, and it's like, well, this is Miles's lab. This mm. is where he experiments. Okay, this is where he does uh, what he does and become and and is who he is. Yeah, uh, and so yeah, you're right. the the spider uh, The spider bites him. And uh, and then uh, well, what's gonna what's gonna happen next? What occurs? He starts narrating. Yeah, he hears his own voice narrating his story. Yeah, that's a, that's. I didn't think that. It didn't actually occur to me yeah. that that's where he becomes a comic book character. That's right. Yeah, interesting. All right. So uh, I'm trying to remember like what the uh, what the very uh, next next scene does he does he then get to see the because then the uncle has to split. The uncle yeah. leaves. Basically, goes he returns to school. That's right. He goes back to his uncool life, and that's where he meets. He meets uh, with, Gwen. Meets Gwanda. Gwanda. Yes, he runs into to Gwen. Who? Uh, oh, and we should also mention that his uncle also tries to give him some some uh, tips on how to meet girls. Yes, and one, the one being this classic move, which I've never heard of in my life, but then I didn't know any classic moves. Um, put your hand on the girl's shoulder, look into her eyes soulfully, and say, "Hey." <laughs> Which, of course, he can't do. Because he's not his uncle. He's not his uncle. His uncle can do it because his uncle is his uncle. His uncle is a murderer. So murderers can do that. That's the easy thing to do for a murderer. You've already killed people. There's no problem for you putting hands on women's shoulders and looking soulfully into their eyes. So he tries to do it to, to Gwen or Gwanda as she introduces herself. Yeah. And you as an audience member are just grimacing during this. We're grimacing. Just like, but, oh, no. But he realizes it and he's like, oh, I'm moving in slow motion. What's happening? Yeah. It's also a nice introduction to a character who's going to become a major character in the story. That it's, he's run into Gwen Stacy, who will be soon revealed as Spider-Girl. Spider-Woman? Spider- yes. yes. Okay. There's a couple of... Th- that's I was going to say Spider-Girl, but that's I a good. That's a good question. Uh, in the comics, uh, the character is called... Well, the, 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 on the, in the comics, she's called Spider-Gwen, but no one refers okay. to it as Spider-Gwen. Okay. Uh, they refer to it as Spider-Woman in, in the comic. And mm-hmm. now they've changed her name to uh, Ghost Spider. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Hmm? Sounds like Ghost Rider. It's, it's all right. Gwen Stacy being most famous, unless you've seen, you know, the the more recent Spider-Man movies, uh, most famous for being Spider-Man's uh, girlfriend in the comics who was then killed by the Green Goblin mm-hmm. and was that kind of character that, you know, uh, revenge. And uh, it's like, okay. She didn't really have a lot of personality of her own. She was just kind of there to motivate the hero. Yeah. And, you know, was kind of thrown away a little bit. And then he found uh, M- MJ, Mary Jane, and she was more fun. And there you go. And Gwen kind of became this forgotten character who then got, uh, you know, then then she was in these, uh, the, the new Spider-Man movies. And again, you know, it was sort of interesting. And then uh, once again, they they went, nope, nope, it's better if she's dead. And it's like that's a better that's a better move for. Uh, it's just it's just bad. It's just bad. Don't mm-hmm. don't be don't be killing characters like that to motivate the heroes. You don't it's know just... the contract problems are having with actors. Okay, that's fair. You don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So I don't know anyway. But she's <laughs> but she's a very good character in herself too. She was kind of supportive to him when uh, he went into a class, and but it seemed like she was being supportive. But she was being supportive while still saying. You look like an idiot. Yeah, of what yeah, you're doing. Yeah. yeah, 
She's having some fun at his expense. Right. But not in a mean way, just in a kind of a teasing, you know, raz- she's razzing him. Right. So their first, their first meeting is, uh, is him trying to do that move, but then accidentally touching her hair. Mm-hmm. And now his, his powers are kicking in. We didn't mention that he feels like he's going through puberty again because now he's taller. He's, his body's changing. He's, his thoughts are too loud. Uh, I liked his thoughts being too loud. That mm-hmm. was an interesting. Yeah. That was an interesting thing. Yeah. But then, yeah, his hand sticks to her hair, and he can't. Uh, it's just like, oh, oh boy, oh geez, yeah. it's a terrible scene. <laughs> yeah, it is awkward. It's this. It's it is. If you're if you're remembering back what high school was like, that's oh, uh, it's a, just just trying to talk to someone. They don't play the typical again old. Uh, you know, oh, how you screwed up with a girl, how, you know, no, this is, this is, this would be the worst. Oh, no, you can't, oh, you stuck to her hair. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she's not panicking or anything. Yeah. She's just like, just stop going, oh, ah, and it hurts. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. and then has to get her head shaved. And I guess she knows what's happening. She's not really saying it. We find that out later. That would give her away. But so she's trying to keep him calm so that, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll naturally relax her, like, over Okay, here. though, though I don't know if she really knows that, because all she knows is she's coming to, now again, we're jumping ahead, uh, she knows she's coming to this world. Yeah. Uh, she knows that he is a, like her, uh, but we don't know if she's ever met anyone like her before. Mm-hmm. So she, she knows there's some sort of connection she's got to make with him, but then he's stuck to her hair. So get off of my hair, yeah. like, regardless yeah. of, you know, if, if, if she, she has a plan here, this is, this is annoying. Yeah. And, yeah. and now he's ruined her, her due. <laughs> it's a uh, good stuff. Yeah. We get a nice, uh, we get a nice slapstick sequence, um, through that whole part. Cause doesn't he end up, we, we must have missed a part here or did we? Sorry. I'm, I'm a bit confused because okay. what happens next? So he obviously he decides he's just going to pull and he just leaves a hand sized bald spot in the side of yeah. her head. Or hand-shaped spot, you know, and but then where does he go then? Uh, then uh, he's uh, he's he uh, runs into a person who knows that he skipped out of uh, school. Uh, he he left school, yeah, and so he's trying to dodge he, that guy. He left school last night. He left school last night. He should have spent uh, a, a night in the dorm. So, uh, so he took off uh, dodging this guy. Ends up like outside with his shirt off, stuck to birds. Uh, making his way across the building, uh, Gwen sees this. Yeah. Uh, so so now we're like, ah, oh, Gwen's Gwen's uh, knows that he's got something going on, but yeah, we don't yeah. know the deal with with her yet. And she just goes, hmm. Yeah, that's her reaction to it. Yes. It's a, it's a, hmm. And she's the only one who really sees him. Yeah. Sees him. Sees him. Uh, he goes to his uh, his dorm room. And where he picks up, and this is interesting, he picks up, uh, you know, the amazing true adventures of Spider-Man. Yes. And he sees that uh, his he went through something very similar to uh, Spider-Man when he was going. Though he doesn't, it's Spider-Man is not Peter Parker in that comic. That's where it was a little confusing. It was like, oh, well, everyone, what? What's going on with this? Uh, the, first of all, the, you're not super clear that Spider-Man, are you, are you super, oh yeah, Spider, you know Spider-Man exists in this world. But like you're like, oh, does everyone know who Spider-Man is? That's what we is? forgot. What's that? Let's go way back here. All right, go ahead. Because this is the part we forgot. All right. He, after his uncle leaves. Fix this in editing. <laughs> I guess I'm going to have to because this is no, embarrassing. No, it's fine. Because after his uncle leaves, then he goes and he hears some noise. So he goes and finds the room where, where the kingpin has set up this lab, this giant experimental area for them to do this No, the that comes later. No, no, no. It's no. right after. No. It doesn't. Nope, it isn't. Uh, he's he uh, he gets this. He gets the spider. The spider powers. Uh, 
and then uh, you know he he reads the he reads. Oh, the does comic he go book. there? Because yeah, oh, right. he just goes he, back there. Oh, the, that's right. He reads the comic I'm book. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Which again, it's sort of confusing because you think like, uh, oh, this is telling everyone who Spider-Man I'll, is. I'll fix this in editing. That's <laughs> sure. That's great. See if he does. Uh, <laughs> and goes like, okay, I've got I got an origin story going on here, and he's hip enough to know. Uh, well, I got to go track this back down. Got to go look at that spider. So he goes back to where the spider bit him. Yeah, yeah. Now this is a world that knows. Here's here's the difference between this. world. By the way, the spider has forty two on it. Yes, Alchemex forty two. Mm-hmm. Um, th- this is a world unlike the other Spider Man worlds that we've been in, where like Sam Raimi and the and the other the other uh, movies. When Spider Man gets powers, he's the only guy who's got powers. Mm-hmm. So it's all new. No one knows what superheroes are. He's the first yeah, superhero. Yeah. Uh, this guy lives in a world where superheroes already exist at least spider-man at least a superhero yeah at least a superhero is out there and supervillains and so he that's his new york his dad has uh, issues with spider-man yeah you know getting all this glory when uh, him and his friends do the grunt work but like when miles gets powers he's like i got uh, okay so i got powers he's not happy about it uh but he (laughs) he knows generally what to do goes goes to check out uh, the spider and that's where yes he discovers the particle accelerator he discovers Spider-Man fighting the gigantic Green Goblin. Yeah, and uh, and that's that's again like a major change in his world. So in this world, he has there is a Peter Parker who is actual Spider-Man. That's correct. Then there is a book, a comic book called "The True Stories of Spider-Man." True, true Life Advi- Adventures of Spider-Man. But they are not about Peter Parker. No, they're about another character. You see, his hair is a different color. He wears glasses. Spider-Man does not wear glasses hmm. in, uh, you know, the Peter Parker Spider-Man. They said, like, uh, in the commentary that, you know, they did, didn't say what his name was, but it could have been, like, Billy Barter or something like that. Mm. Something, something changed. Yeah. But, yeah, no one knows that uh, Peter Parker is Spider-Man. That was a point of confusion with me. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, like, when we see Spider-Man in the comic, he looks like Spider-Man in uh, our version of Spider-Man, old-timey Spider-Man, but yeah. he doesn't look like the Spider-Man in that world. Yeah, I didn't even realize that the film was taking place in a, in a separate dimension from ours until I saw the fact that they were the PDNY. Mm. That was the first clue to me that, oh, okay, now they're in, they're in a different universe. Well, here's oh, a way okay. that you also <laughs> know is there's a made-up name for Coca-Cola, except when you're in the real world, or real world, one of the real, what we would consider probably the real world, and then it's called Coca-Cola. Mm. You know, it's like, because in the comic, it has to be a made-up name, but in the real world, well, it's, it's that. So if you're seeing, going through New York in, uh, in in this world, it's like all the real names, and then it, it all changes up. And yeah. You know, in the world Miles Morales lives in, there's a Clone High movie, this Clone University. There's a Seth uh, uh, Rogen film called Hold Your Horses. Uh, there's Shaun of the Dead has a sequel. The, all the Times Squares thing, uh, mm. signs are, are, are different Yeah, to show you this is a very uh, different world. Okay. Similar to ours. I mean, th- those go by very quickly, so I, I missed, I missed mm-hmm. those, but... Uh, no, that's that's uh, yeah, that's that's fine. No, it wasn't until I saw the PDNY and I went, oh, police department of New York. I get it. Okay, so but he does <laughs> run into Spider Man. He sees he wants to help Spider Man. Yeah, doesn't know how to help Spider Man. No, but still decides to try to help Spider Man, uh, which is kind of a hero thing to do. You, you're in way over your head. Yeah, uh, and uh, Spider Man gets uh, horribly injured after uh, the particle accelerator. Uh, had, there's a little thing with him where he sticks his head into it. Gets his head stuck into it, and that's where uh, he kind of makes a connection that will summon the other characters later on. Okay. Uh, but but basically, he sees Spider-Man get killed. Like after Spider-Man uh, notices him and sees that you know he's like him, he's yeah. got his abilities. Uh, I'm going to train you, and it's a great setup because it's like I'm going to train you. This is what's going to go on. 
this is your this is your path this is your destiny i'm going to make make you a hero yeah and then the person who's going to do all that gets eliminated yeah yeah you lose your mentor before you even it reminds me of um there's a character called the blue beetle and i always liked his origin story which was the blue beetle's origin story was there was a character called the blue beetle who had all, like almost superman like abilities okay. and he had a magic scarab and uh could do all these things and then at one point uh you know uh, he he's uh injured and he says to this guy ted cord who's kind of a nerd tech nerd uh to him you've got to take over for me i'll give you the blue beetle and uh, you'll get the powers and, and you promise me you will be the blue beetle and he's like i will and then uh, rocks hit the hero and bury him and kill him taking the scarab with him and ted's there with like i'm just a guy but i promise to be the blue beetle so he's got to be the blue beetle the way he's got to be the blue beetle huh, and he builds a builds a ship uh, builds like a gun that won't kill people, just okay. like you know, a light gun. I see. And yeah, and I always liked that. It was like, the plan is is gone. Uh, what are you going to do? And it's like that. And that's kind of where Miles is at. Can I ask a question that's un- sort of related? Sure. But is, is that what Night Owl is based on in Watchmen? Is he based yes. on the Blue Beetle? Okay. He is bl- okay. based on the Blue Beetle. Okay. Yeah. Just because the ship made me think of that. Uh... And that's where, yeah, and that's where we meet uh, Kingpin. Yes. Uh, who, uh, again, beautifully designed, mm-hmm. you know, just straight out murders uh, Spider-Man. And, uh, we also meet a scientist who's running this, the program for him. That's right. Who's, uh, who's um, yes, that's, that's correct. Uh, we earlier met a teacher, uh, in, in, uh, not a teacher in school, but there was, a, uh, there was a film about a woman who was talking about multiple dimensions. That's right. Explaining that's right. the whole concept. Uh, whose name was blocked out by the teacher standing in front okay. of uh, her name. I see. I see. And uh, and yeah, we do uh, we do end up meeting uh, meeting her as well. And yeah. she's uh, she's helping the kingpin to get his family back, who died in this dimension, but he wants to get a family from another dimension to replace to replace his family. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is a crazy idea, by the way. Yeah, it's a big sci-fi idea. Mm-hmm. That's a huge sci-fi idea to start off with. Yeah, just like what's his motivation? Uh, wants to create a dimensional thing so he can get like uh, his wife and kid back from another world because yeah. he knows they exist. It's pretty much. Or assumes they exist as a as a thing. It's more of a plot device, kind of like a MacGuffin or whatever you want to call it. Because it really doesn't. It is. It's not really about that. I mean, that's just kind of like the story engine. But the real story is around this. You know what I mean? Like it's, it does take it a bunch of steps forward more than almost any other superhero would, because the traditional way to go is the villain and the hero. We're not so different, you and I. Mm. You know, we've just gone different paths. You know, I had an accident and uh, I became Doctor Octopus. You had an accident, you became Spider Man. I yeah. became evil, you became a hero. We have both have eight legs. You know, whatever. <laughs> it's it's that. But this one, it was just like, okay, you get it. Anyway, here's Kingpin. He's yeah. got this crazy sci-fi idea. Yeah. Uh, but then grounds it by like just brutally not in a clever or anything way he just gets mad yeah and just like just kills uh uh, spider-man in like one blow yeah and it's just like it was just brutal it was uh yeah you know and 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 miles miles runs he's chased by the prowler yes uh with a great great musical soundtrack like going whenever the prowler's doing his thing like legitimately scary Mm -hmm. yeah that sound that uh, it makes sort of Sounds like, I don't know, like a car skidding. Or I can't even describe it. Like a slow motion. Yeah, like a slow motion. Yeah. Or like a cat. Yeah. yeah. A cat. Yeah. It was. I think it might have actually been a cat. It's a cat. It sounds like a siren. It just yeah. sounds like, but basically he's death. Yeah. It's coming right for you right now. No yeah. messing around. He's not joking. He's not wisecracking. Yeah. He's just coming to kill you now. And it's uh, it's great. 
<laughs> yeah, and they're chasing him through the subway, and he finally escapes. And yeah, again, at this point now, Miles is uh, in over his head. Um, but uh, the world reacts then to Spider-Man's death. Yeah, that was, and we get to learn he was 26 years old. Mm-hmm. That he'd been Spider-Man for six years, I think it's it. Sounds like that, yeah. Which seemed like, for all the gear and stuff he had, that seemed, like, it feels like he's part of, like, an inherited... You know what I mean? Like, there's like it wasn't just him, but there's like been a series of Spider-Man. Oh, okay. Do you know what I mean? Because there's there's all those different costumes. It wasn't just it, you know there wasn't just one costume, and it was like different styles of costumes. It wasn't like he had like an underwater costume and a, a outer space costume. He had like you know this felt like I don't know maybe just like randomly chose a different costume every week or whatever. You know, he was a Liberace of Spider-Man. Could have been. You know. Okay. Well, let's uh, we'll we'll get to that in a little bit when we when we find a little bit more about that. But I have a theory. Uh, I have a theory about that. But we do have a very touching, uh, you know, tribute to Spider-Man. Mary Jane makes a speech. Uh, we have we have a beautiful scene where Miles is buying a Halloween costume. Yes. And many people as well did. Uh, as a Spider-Man Halloween costume. Spider-Man yeah. Halloween costume yeah. as a tribute. And he uh, and Stan Lee is uh, selling the costume, mm-hmm. saying, you know, I, I knew him. We were friends. Uh, but it ends with a nice little uh, Sp- uh, Stan Lee's a hus- hus- huckster. Hustler. Yeah, yeah. Uh, joke, which is which is great. That's what you do. You you, you know you bring the uh, you bring the emotion, and then you uh, you cut the treacle, and that's <laughs> like a that's like a perfect Stan Lee cameo. Yeah, and he also sets up. You know when uh, Miles goes, uh, you know, can I bring it back if it doesn't fit? You know, it it, it always fits eventually. Eventually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is good. Yeah, which is really good. Yes, and, and then, then touching scene, touching scene, touching scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I liked him in the crowd uh, reacting to it, almost as if it was a personal message to him and someone saying, I think he meant everyone. <laughs> or, I think she meant everyone. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, yeah it's, uh, it's very good. Yeah, they will not turn down a joke if there's a chance to make a joke. Mm-hmm. And they can make a joke during a sad scene as well. They don't, they don't destroy the emotion. Yeah, that's, the time, while... that's the time to make jokes. Yeah. yeah. That will be the, the final words at my funeral will be. And now, please joke. <laughs> oh, that's a lot of pressure. Uh, I just mean, don't have to pretend you're sad because you know you're probably by the time the funeral happens, you're probably you're probably just sort of like middling sad, you're not <laughs> tearful sad. So it's just time time to tell jokes. Do we all have, have to dress fun. up in Dave Dedrick outfits? No, of course not. It'd be terrible. So we have to dress up as dragons. Why? Everyone has to dress up as sneaky dragons <laughs> if you want. Yeah, don't uh, don't die because we don't want to do that. Um, and so we uh, Miles uh, goes to the grave yeah. of uh, of Spider Man. And uh, is uh, feeling guilty, which is a real Spider-Man-y thing to do. Mm-hmm. And at the, that point, uh, he meets uh, the the a new Spider-Man. Yes, who touches him and, and he uses a superpower he doesn't know he has, zaps him, and uh, yeah, he electro- electrocutes this new Spider-Man. Yeah, some kind of electrical uh, ability, and uh, and then has to run from the police, which mm-hmm. makes sense. Again, a very Spider-Man-y thing to do. And uh, and you get this scene I was talking about earlier, where chasing him, chasing him through uh, through New York, uh, dragging uh, Spider Man who uh, dragging an unconscious electrocuted Spider Man, yeah, who dragging his face. His on last the road. his last act as he was being knocked unconscious was to shoot a, a web at Miles, and so they are they are they tethered. are bound together. They are bound together. Yes, defiant so. one style. <laughs> yes, so yeah. it is a good knockabout scene with a lot of. With some things that look terribly painful, like face hitting tombstone and things like that, you know, or in face dragging along the concrete as well. Yeah, just things that aren't. It's great slapstick. Yeah, it's yeah. It's cartoon. It, it they don't they don't cut back on the cartooniness of it. Yeah, because why would you? Yeah, 
just go for yeah. it. Yeah, visually, again, in real is, life, you wouldn't want to see someone's face dragged along the concrete. No, 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 at a high speed. But in a movie where it's just it's it's done in a slap and in a cartoony slapsticky way. It's yeah, just quite really, good. just really, uh, it's fun, amazing. And my favorite part of that whole sequence is the the boy sitting on the subway train or the, on the elevated train and then kind of sticking against a window and then in slow motion. Well, by the way, the unconscious Spider Man has got a snowman's. Uh, head, yes. you know, attached to him. That when after they hit a, a snowman, and so you get that sequence of them slowly dragging along the window, and it's sort of melting as they're, yes. they're going, and then not Miles just nodding to him like, "Hey," and then they just <laughs> take off again. That's great. And then yeah, they uh, they both fall to the street, and uh, Stanley walks over him. That was another Stanley uh, cameo. Apparently, there's more. There's quite a few Stanley cameos in there. If you uh, if if you're uh, if you're watching, there's 42 of them. Is that right? No, that could uh, that could very well <laughs> be. So now, yeah, he's uh, he's met. Uh, he's t- he ties up this uh, version of Spider-Man. Uh, oh, Did well, we, we also mention... we had a, we had a little flashback. You know where the where Peter mm. B. Parker. Yeah. Uh, oh, explains yeah, his, his origin. Yeah, that's and, yeah, right. He's the he's the past his prime Spider-Man. Past his prime Spider-Man. Yes, yes, that's right. Yeah, he's broken up with a- with MJ. Aunt May's uh, passed away. Uh, he feels. I thought you were saying a new uh, Transformer. Pastimus Prime. So yes. I was like, what? what? Pastimus Prime would not be a bad Transformer. <laughs> Just transforms into an out-of-date car. <laughs> no one wants to get in. Hey, that that, that all makes sense. I think I'm all right. Um, <laughs> but thanks. Uh, yeah, and so you see, like, this Oops. is this is, uh, this is is Spider-Man that's, like, uh, seen better days. He's, yeah. like, living on his own now. He's got a gut. Uh, he's uh, look, watching a lot of TV. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, a lot of people in the audience are he's relating in, to this. He's an incredible denial. Yeah. He's an incredible denial. Yeah. This is and where he is. He's living in, he's living in, uh, he's living in a, uh, situation that he doesn't understand. He's, uh, he's the in the shower in his costume, <laughs> weeping. Yeah. He's just wearing his costume around his apartment. Uh, and trying well, to. He's eat- just telling us that he's, he's fit. He's working on his, on his, you know, working on his, his ex, you know, doing exercise and stuff. And then he's just eating pizza in yep. reality. So like I say, he's not being honest with himself. So that's a part of that character that we'll see is that he's someone who is not honest with himself. So we now uh, get, uh, get Miles meeting up with, uh, with, with Peter. Uh, and uh, Peter's, Peter's, you know, uh, not interested in, in being a part of this. He just did wants we, to get home. Did we already have the scene where Miles uh, tried to jump off the roof? Was that because he's reading in the comic book, right? Mm. No, that sounds right. Yeah, I think Miles did try, try to do that. Or and if not, it's out of order. But yes, he did. He did attempt to like went to a very high building. That's another nice thing where it sets up your expectations really well of him like standing on the ledge, of him, you know, th- you know, thinking to himself, "I've got to do this," is like make this leap of faith and stuff like that. And then it just cuts to him going down back down the stairs, you know, and obviously didn't couldn't do it. And then sees the building next to it, and then he goes up those yeah, and gives yeah. it a shot, but trips on his shoelaces, which is a recurring gag. Which, because it's it's his thing, yeah, and it's a choice, as he says, and uh, falls and hits the sign and knocks the, and he's laying on the ground and there's forty two, the numbers four and two uh, on the ground beside him. So, yeah, kind of. Uh, I didn't really, I, I, I didn't know that that was his lot because they don't really say this is his lot no. number. I guess this is when they say in the commentary track. <laughs> Here, just in case you didn't know why we have this ball. I mean, it's it's, it's cool. I mean, I just thought it was um, related to like a lottery win or something like that. I didn't realize it was. A thematic part of the film mm-hmm. so i was when i was knowing these noticing the 42s i was confused what i was seeing but it's it's curious that they they had that as a running 
and uh and uh, uh peter b parker uh yeah. you know does gives us after giving us his origin he talks to miles yeah he's also jewish probably yeah. uh or, or mary jane is someone is because there he does step on a glass at the wedding yeah uh which is which is nice uh and then uh doesn't want to be part of uh mentoring miles and I think Miles, at this point, like, Miles' biggest regret is uh, he wasn't able to help Spider-Man. Yeah. First Spider-Man. So he's got guilt about that. Yeah. Uh, and Peter he, oh, he, sorry. He promised Peter sorry. as well that he was going to take this device, which is like a, a, a goober, uh, he calls with a little... Uh, jump, U- basically a USB stick. USB stick. Uh, and uh, shut down the dimensional uh, machine so that the, it could save the city. Yeah. So he knows he's got to do when this. When he falls from the building, he breaks and, it. Yep. Smashes it up. This is why we're terrible at telling jokes. We're just we're just totally missing the oh that's okay miss major parts. This is how this goes. It's all fine. I tries to get uh, (laughs) tries to get uh, Peter on board. Yeah, Uh, Peter doesn't want to be part of this. He just wants to go home. Do you think his character? Do you think his character is? Because to me, his character is is he's well, he has he's fearful. Like he's afraid. He's afraid of you know what? He's afraid of the future in Mm -hmm. a way. He doesn't want to have children with his with Mary Jane. That's why they're marriage is broken down right because i think he's afraid he's afraid of what might happen if they have kids and he's afraid to to take on mentoring miles because that puts responsibility in him and he's afraid of that he yeah doesn't want he is afraid of responsibility yeah. and uh spider-man doesn't have responsibility what do you got even like miles <laughs> tries to use the with great power yeah comes in he's like don't say it yeah, don't yeah. even say it yeah. i just don't want any yeah, uh, I, this Peter B. Parker is depressed. He's yeah. very, very depressed, yeah. and he just wants to just wants to go back. Uh, he's he's glitching, which means like you know, is uh, he doesn't belong in this dimension. He's got a limited amount of time here. Yeah, uh, it's it's painful. Uh, and but then he finds out that uh, Miles has the goober, uh, but then it's a broken goober. Still takes it like okay, I gotta figure a way around this. Fed up about this, but doesn't want any part of them, which is fine. This is what you do in this kind of movie. Are they going to get together? These these two, the the, the they're so. I don't think so. It's a, it's a buddy movie, and they can't like each other off the top. Yeah, I don't think but they're going like, to get together. But I like how they do get together. Oh, there, they did get is, together. Yes, they did. Which is, uh, you know, uh, Miles just tries to guilt him out. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like uh, he's got his number. Has to like scream into his arm, <laughs> and it's like, all right, now we're now we're together. Here we go. And the first thing is they go to a fast food restaurant because Peter wants a burger. Yeah, but doesn't have any money for a burger because he's not doing well right now. <laughs> he is uh, responsibility poor and also cash poor. Yeah, and this becomes their journey. So, like, let's just go general. The journey with Miles and Peter uh is is him being a very reluctant mentor yeah but then as it goes along him enjoying being a mentor and finding you know something to that teaching this new yeah. person yeah uh miles's situation is i can't let another peter die i i i, I did before that's that's his you know mm-hmm. and i made a promise to save the city and so you know he he's kind of running on guilt Whereas you're right, I think uh, Peter is running on depression and fear, yeah. fear and fear yeah. and that. And so as things grow, uh, both of those kind of have to have to go away. But it's a good place to start mm-hmm. both of their mm-hmm. characters. I'm yeah. going to super jump to way, way, way later, which is like uh, when Miles is at the diner with with Peter. Yeah. Uh, you know, he says like, "How can I save everybody?" And uh, Peter does one of the big setup lines, which is you don't have to save everybody. You save one person. Now, what I liked about this line was this line is also in the Justice League movie. 
This is oh, really? uh, this is something that the Flash asks, and Batman Batman says the exact same thing, mm. uh, which is you know you know so how can I do this? Just save one person. That's it. Just save one person. And Flash goes and saves one person, and then it goes on, and and that's fine. But what they do in the Justice League movie is they take that literally, and it's like I've got to save one person. I will save one person, and he saves them. That's good. But in this movie, the person, and this is my take on it, uh, I think the person that uh, that uh, Miles saves is Peter. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He saves he sa- he saves his life in incomplete. He gives him hope again. Yeah. He gives him reason. He gives him purpose. Sure. And so that's who that's who that's who he saves. And, and he doesn't realize at the yeah. time that he's talking about himself. Sure. Which I think is a beautifully set up scene. Yeah. yeah. And it's 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 even better than with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> you know, because it's like you've got you've got to maybe maybe put it as in like this is what it, being a hero is. It's just you've got to save someone else, not the world, just just someone else. Yeah. And and that's and that's what you are. Yeah. Yeah, it's very sweet. So then they decide they have they have to go and to Alchemex. To Alchemex to get a new goober. <laughs> a new device, a new you basically this is it's like a USB stick basically is what it is. You can call it a goober, but it makes me think it's a peanut. Mm. So they Which which is what gave Super Goof his powers. Oh, a goober. Yeah, that's what he called them, goobers, mm. and they would uh, goofy would eat uh goober and uh, get, become Super Goof. <laughs> Look it up. We're not doing a whole podcast about that. I'll tell you that much right now. <laughs> That's next. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they go, yes, they have to go to Alchemex, the, which is a company, it turns out, owned by Kingpin, mm-hmm. that is basically uh, behind this whole uh, dimensional thing, yeah. particle accelerator, the attempt to, attempt to bring an, another dimension into our reality, which doesn't just, doesn't just work locally. It works all through the city, the, you, as as it was, the machine was working last time. You could see elements of the city were being affected by yes. this. The glitching is 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 messing a lot of things mm-hmm, up. Mm-hmm. And so they go there, and the plan is to we find out that the the scientist who is behind this thing that we see her, the woman who is in the the um the the film or the video they're watching in, yeah. in uh, science class, and also was running the the experiment for the kingpin. They need to break into her computer and get the information, which once again is a serious thing they need to do, but it's just done so lightheartedly. And so it's yeah, they set way. up the plan, and it's great because you see a guy who looks like the male version of who she should be. Yeah. And so I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this. And, and, and Miles, even though there's nothing that's really said, I think, that's like it makes it male or female, goes like uh, the woman's the scientist. And it's like, well, i got to reevaluate my, uh, my biases. All right. And <laughs> it's, it's, it's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, they play it out like a little comic, and it's, uh, it's great. And they do the plan, here's what's going to happen. And there, here comes the plan. Yeah. And it's like, he's going to just do it on his own without Miles. Mm-hmm. We know, because uh, it's a movie, that's not what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it, uh, it's done It's done for fun. There's lots, lots yeah. of good stuff in Spider-Man there. Spider-Man is... Uh, and we uh, discover Miles' new so. ability as well. Yes. Uh, when, sp- when they come under threat, he turns invisible. And he also uh, gets his strength, where he's frustrated at Peter and hits a rock. And uh, smashes the rock, and a big chunk uh, falls off. And he goes, "Oh, that's that's new." But I also I really enjoy too with Spider Man warming up because he at this point has no uh, uh, boots on. He's just like barefoot. Yeah. Oh wait, he's got and he's got sweatpants as well. Sorry, yeah, we yeah. haven't mentioned that. It's great, sweatpants, <laughs> Spider Man, because he's depressed. Uh, but he's warming yeah. up, and it's just his back's cracking, and he's just trying to trying to get ready for. It. And it's just like, oh, this is this does feel like you know past his prime, Spider Man. Yeah, good stuff. And so. Then we have the great reveal of who the scientist actually is, mm-hmm. which is she is Doctor Octopus, which is fantastic to have that character 
kind of arrived that way. Yeah. Was that a surprise to you when you saw that? Yeah. Yeah, me too. It's yeah. good. It was a complete surprise. And it was, that's what made it great, was that you didn't expect that. Her uh, glasses, by the way, are, uh, are octagons. Ah. Yeah. Everything in her office was an octagon. I didn't notice it's that. All, it's all shaped eight-sided, everything. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Just playing that up. That's fun. Yeah, no, they yeah, it's, and she's she's and she's a good villain too because she is uh not afraid of of trying to harm people. Like that's her. She enjoys uh the idea of Spider-Man being in pain. Peter, yeah. Peter Spider-Man. We got two yeah. Spider-Men, so we should just say their names. Uh Peter being in pain, just like the idea that like you're going to glitch and then that's going to kill you and I'm going to enjoy watching that. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. "Okay. <laughs> here we go." And this is where this is the sequence where we're introduced to Spider Gwen as well. So, right. but before before that, there was a very nice scene. Oh, sorry. Where um, Miles joins Peter in uh, going going through like a vent, and 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 Peter's surprised to see him, and Miles yeah. is like, "I just want to make sure you're safe," and and Peter's genuinely touched because like almost everyone in his world wants to kill him. Mm. So this is someone who's actually on his side, and yeah. he is not used to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's uh, uh, that was that was nice, and that's uh, one of those nice bonding moments. But you're right. Please continue. Oh no, it's okay. You you can you can go on if you want. I was just gonna. I was just wanted to talk about right. It. So yeah, Spider good... Gwen shows up, and we learn her backstory. Then that's right. And, and uh, you yeah. can explain it because I actually fell asleep last night watching this part of the movie. <laughs> okay, that's so I fine. missed this whole part. I missed. It's a part, but this was I, your second time seeing it, right? It was my third time seeing it. Okay, thank you. So I I, I forgive myself. Right. So in uh, in um, Gwen's world. Uh, she uh, she was bitten by the spider. Uh, Peter Parker wasn't. Uh, I can I can give you a little bit of what the comic angle on this is because she she hints at this, but like her uh, her version of Peter Parker goes bad. He gets oh. upset that she has, has the power. powers okay. and he doesn't. He becomes the lizard. He ends up like getting uh, getting. He, he, she can't save him. He gets killed, mm. and that's her motivation okay. for uh, you know uh, her her guilt, which all uh, the spider people seem to have. Um, and she's uh, she's in a band. Uh, she uh, saw the uh, the hole in the other dimension as well. Got sucked into it, mm-hmm. pulled into our world, and uh, but got through some t- sort of time uh, thing. Got there a little earlier. Uh, yeah. So yeah. she got. Uh, so she was trying to figure things out, and that's when she ran into Miles and was like, yeah. "Okay." So, so she uh, like enrolled herself yes, in the school as to a try as, and figure out as a foreign exchange student from South Africa. That's in, right. In Gwanda. Even though she doesn't have an accent. <laughs> I know Gwanda is pretty is pretty great, and and she's really good. Yes. she's really good at, at, at what she what she's doing, mm-hmm. and that's the difference between these two. Uh, you know, uh, Peter Peter's okay at what he what he does, yeah, but he's still in sweatpants and he's a bit of a mess. <laughs> Miles doesn't know what he's doing. Yes, he's all over the place. Yeah, um, but Gwen Stacy, she's on it. When 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 uh, she saves both of them, she d- takes out uh, she takes out Doctor Doc Ock. Yeah. I don't think I don't think she's called Doctor Octopus. I think she's just called Doc Ock. There's never there's never a moment where they actually use the full okay. Doctor Octopus name. Yeah, that was also fun in in Gwen's world. That, that looked like the last person she was fighting was Doctor Octopus, but like the traditional male Doctor Octopus with metal arms. Okay, that just about grabs her just as she goes through the hole. Um, so she knows how to fight a Doctor Octopus. Yeah. So she's 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 good on this. She knows how to sure. take this take yeah. this out. Um, so yeah, they uh, she they, fights the formal Doctor Octopus. Uses his his full name. That's right. Yeah. Because she's more she's more fun. She's they also set up a nice thing where uh, she says that. Uh, you know, her friends call her Liz, 
uh but you know her enemies call her doc ock yeah then there's a character later on who calls her liz and you go oh they were friends that's yeah. interesting yeah. what's going on with that um so well, yeah. they're both scientists true uh so she uh so so now they have met and we and the the trio is is complete um and uh, that's the three of them uh, decide to go to this Spider-Man in that universe's home to talk to Aunt May. Yes. And, uh, you know, try to get some information from her. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've all got their, their baggage to deal with. This is very <laughs> difficult for uh, Peter because his Aunt May has passed. Yeah. Uh, and uh, doesn't want to do it. Tries to walk away. Nope. Uh, Aunt May comes out. She seems nervous. She's got a bat. uh she uh she sees peter uh and uh it's a little hard for both of them they have a nice little tender scene there a little joke about his belly um and uh and miles apologizes for not being able to save uh her her peter yeah 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 and she's very very understanding and they ask can you uh help us to rebuild this uh goober and she she can (laughs) now here's what here's my angle i think on um aunt may in this world okay I think that uh, that Aunt May is the one who built all this stuff. Yeah, oh, I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I uh, because uh, because later on she does make some stuff yeah. as well, mm-hmm. and so I think that's why yeah, she makes she makes uh, web shooters for Miles. Right, and that's very different, clearly, than uh, the Peter B. Parker. Mm-hmm. His Aunt May was not uh, uh, an incredible. She was scientist. the traditional Aunt May. Yes. Yeah. Uh, cuz you think like the the first one we're starting off is the traditional. That's kind of that's kind of your feeling and then you learn there are differences. There's things. Yeah. And one of them is Aunt May is uh, just this uh kick-ass kick your door open, build everything. <laughs> I, uh, that part of it didn't really make sense to me, but okay. That you kick the door open? Yeah, I don't know. Being kind of weird. Yeah, that might have been a bit over the top. Just a little. Yeah. There's a one the one thing in the movie where I kind of made me kind of go, "Hmm." And then she, it's, it's nice. And there's a small subtle thing where she uses a key card to, or something to uh, open up the, uh, the, the door, the lock. It looks like a garden shed. That's right. But like later on, you kind of get the idea that, oh, if you're a spider person, you can just touch this lock. Mm. It recognizes that it will open for you. So it opened for Peter and it later opens for Miles. And I would assume maybe opens for, uh, some of the other characters where we are about to meet. Yes. But yeah, you get to see Spider-Man's equivalent of the Bat Cave. It really is. You see the Spider-Mobile. You go down you an elevator. Yeah. He's very Batman-y. You see the Spider-Dune buggy. Yeah. The she, Spider-Plane. Yeah, she's kind of his Alfred, She. Uh, it <laughs> seems like. Well, she's more than the Alfred because she's like, oh, she's like, she's basically more like Batman in the sense that she... she does Alfred make Batman no, stuff? No, uh, there's a guy named Harold that does that, but okay, he's not a very okay. well-developed character. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, she's kind of her, her own thing. She's almost like a branch of Peter Parker from the of the, the regular Spider-Man, mm-hmm. who is an inventor, who creates his own web shooters, who makes his own things that he needs. Whereas she's kind of that element of him in this in this in, in this reality, you know, and so but it still doesn't explain all the Spider-Man costumes. <laughs> That's uh, you know, if she's it's got a, the time, it's a family don't you, business. Don't you? Yeah, she, maybe she made them all for him. If she's an inventor and she's yeah. like, you know, supplying, but them they're stuff. not. I could see. Okay, I could see that if it if they were had a practical purpose. But like you don't I say, know what the suits can do. If they were like a scuba Spider-Man suit, and maybe was, they like, are. But they're not. There's like one with a cape, and they're just like they're different. Well, designs. the cape one. This is kind of the fun thing because he said because says earlier to Miles that Spider-Man doesn't have a cape. Yeah, he puts a cape on. That was just this real obscure uh, issue of what if. 
where Spider-Man just went into showbiz and yeah. wore a cape. It's okay. one of the only times Spider-Man wore a cape. But some of the other outfits are designed for, you know, this works against Electro. Okay. This works against different villains. Okay. Uh, and I figure, like, if, uh, if Aunt May built him all this, then she would have, in her crafty way, made him suits as well. So it makes well, sense possible, that he would have, but... like, a dozen suits. That's... Yeah. In six more years, like, two like suits 30, a year. More yeah. like 30 suits. <laughs> okay. But then Batman has that action too. So it's like, yeah. this. Here, here's actually, again, another one of my theories, which is um, that the Peter Parker from this world yeah. might have died because uh, he just had a little too easy. You know, he didn't have as rough a time as uh, maybe, you know, some of the other Spider-Man. Okay. Had, you know? That's me. That's possible. Could, could be. Things seem yeah, to yeah. work out pretty good for him generally. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, you see like all the moments in his uh, origin story and they're all, you know, they're all pretty much kick-ass uh, moments where he was ruling and doing great. Yeah. And then like just ran into something too much. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, there you go. And everyone else's origins are like, oh, things got things were hard and whatever. Not that Miles has like got a terrible life or anything. Yeah. But you know, he's he's struggling, whereas it seems like maybe that Spider-Man was not struggling, and maybe that is one of the reasons he did not uh make it. Uh but this is now we're also introduced to some other spider characters. Yes. And one big lump we get yeah. three sp- characters and, uh thrown at us and again this is one of those things that should not work because these characters are so over the top that they should take you right out of the movie and now this is like it's too much comedy relief probably it's not going to work but they make it work they do make it work but they make it work by being very very stingy with with these characters so they're they're introduced way late in the movie they're introduced very late in the movie they're they're very small things they do and they're just you know what I mean? Like they're not major characters. They don't get like a, they don't like like Peter B. Parker's. He's got a story arc, but uh, Spider-Man Noir doesn't really have an arc. Spider-Ham. These are the characters we get to meet, by the way. Spider-Ham doesn't really have a, an arc. Uh, an arc, and I don't really remember the name of of the uh, the, the Japanese girl mm-hmm. with uh, her she's robot. Penny, she's Penny Parker. Oh, that's but Penny I, Parker. That's right. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure what her spider. Uh, robot is called if it's not called spider robot it could be <laughs> so yes she's sort of the anime influenced character yeah so we have the sort of anime spider spider woman yeah. we have uh this black and white character spider noir spider man noir spider man noir played by nicholas cage yeah and then we have spider ham which peter is a porker which is a great yeah call back to the old peter parker the, the fabulous spider ham comic from a long time ago that probably ran for what 12 issues or something like that and yeah it came back every so often yeah but yeah, yeah. Uh, it was just an attempt to like make a funny animal version of spider-man mm-hmm. and i say it was okay but in this movie it's great i think mostly because of um john mulaney john mulaney's uh voice acting yeah we haven't character. really been talking about the voice actors in in this but yeah, yeah nicholas cage plays uh spider-man noir who's just calls himself spider-man and then yeah spider-ham is uh, john mulaney as just a old-timey cartoon pig yeah yeah just, just full of jokes does a great job and, and uh yeah and just has a good good line and that's basically all he's there for just a few good lines mm-hmm. you know you don't really get a lot of character development you know who he is where he came from all that stuff it yeah he gets a little tender moment later uh and uh it works uh but again this shouldn't work in no way. This should really, really, really take you out of it. <laughs> but they've taken us into into this world so deep that we're okay with it. Yeah, at this yeah. Point. At this point, we're like, oh, okay, this is interesting. Yeah, everything's More. everything's kind of crazy, but mm-hmm. the emotions feel right. And this is this is where I think a lot of times the DC movies to me don't work. It's like Justice League. The movie should have should have worked because it's it, you know we we get these characters here we go. But they but they they were just 
well, too, st- too stiff. Well, there's too lots of things. There's no villain, so there's nothing for them to. Yeah. There's no. There's nothing for them to rally to to do. The only villain in Justice League is Superman. Yeah. And, and you're not. You're supposed to like. And you're think not that's to, terrible. But like. Yeah. We didn't really get to like Superman too much in the previous movies, and yeah. we got yeah, it's problems. Um. <laughs> yeah. They. The, to me, again, the DC movies that don't work. Are the ones that should work? Obviously, this is great. Well, who you got? Wonder Woman and Batman and Superman and the Flash. Mm-hmm. Oh, people love Cyborg, Aquaman. Oh, let's see how that's pretty good. Great. This can't miss. Um, big miss. And then you see, <laughs> then you see a lot of the Marvel movies, and I'm not yeah. necessarily talking about this one, but like you know, Ant Man should not work. Guardians of the Galaxy shouldn't work, and this movie shouldn't work. Yeah, like it's it's a terrible idea to what if a talking pig comes in near the top of you like mid past your midway point what we haven't introduced that there's a crazy cartoon world out there and we're just bringing that up that this is something and everyone's supposed to just accept it yeah and, and yeah. seconds before you've showed us a guy who lives in black and white yeah and just talks in film noir cliches we're trying to do a movie here guys i'm trying to build remember miles he was this regular kid mm-hmm. in a regular neighborhood yeah and now he's got a talking pig friend well, but he doesn't have a talking pig friend at this point in the film. What he has is is a group of people that are opposed to him, and so you end up with with him with this with what should be his his family, and mm. but they're not accepting him, right? And he leaves. Yeah, once again, he doesn't fit in. Yeah, like earlier, he didn't fit in in the new school. Well, he, can't, he was out of place, yeah. and now he's in this other world, mm-hmm. thinking, okay, and he's just starting to bond with. Peter B. Parker. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm starting to fit in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Gwen's here. Okay. And then, nope. No, you don't fit in here either. You don't fit in because, and it's not that they're being mean to him. It's that they're no. concerned. Like, can you defend yourself? Like, because if you can't, the Peter Parker of this world, yeah. who was good at his job. That's right. Real good. Yeah. He, he got beat to death. Yeah, that's right. That's why we're all mourning right now. And, that's right. And that's know. why we're here. And if you can't help us, you can only harm us or put us in situations where we could also be in danger. And yes, you could turn invisible. Turn invisible. You can't right now. Okay. Well, you've got this electrical power. Let's see that. You can't do that either. You know, like, yeah. so you have no control over your powers. Yeah. It's very similar you know, to if someone who is in high school who, who does have one kind of cool friend who's going like, Hey, have you met Dave? He's great. Hey, Dave. Dave likes to joke around. Dave, tell a joke. I don't, I don't know a joke right now. He doesn't know a joke right now, but Dave's really good. Uh, Dave, you can do those, uh, funny pratfalls right do one of those funny pratfalls actually hurt my back earlier I, I can't really do it right now can't do it now but boy howdy this guy he's a guy who should be a guy you know and now i just he, want to point out i never hurt myself doing pratfalls that's very good uh he's on a lot of medication <laughs> his, his his pills have a picture of chevy chase on them that's right um but now peter peter b parker yeah. who thought he needed miles as well you know and he's still pro miles yeah uh now realizes he's got this other group and yeah. like okay maybe now we can get this done because mm-hmm. he's got to still save the world yeah you know so i'm sorry you know, sorry about miles having problems but we got we got to save the world so uh that that's where we're at and you get some funny lines as well from may parker uh in there as well there's like they're talking about all the things that you know can you do this can you do that and she asks can you build a yeah can you can you navigate a dating website so you know i can actually get out of the house once in a while (laughs) like good for her (laughs) so uh so yeah they all test him doesn't work uh and he uh, he takes off and goes back to his uh, uncle's home because that's that's his safe uh safe place yes but turns out 
it's not. <laughs> that's where we that's where we learned that his uncle is the prowler. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a good reveal for me as well. I did not expect that. I was not Oh, is that right? Oh yeah, I did nice. not I did not know that was coming. Did you think it was coming? Oh well, yeah, because I know the characters' names. Oh yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. See I don't I'm coming in as from in complete blind ignorance. So yeah, it was great. It was a great reveal. Like I was I was shocked. I was Miles. Oh that that's moment. good. I'm glad. Also I anytime <laughs> I see a movie and there's a really beloved character who's mm. like a side character yeah. and another character is masked and we don't know who they are, it's like what's the beloved character? You know what? I don't really watch movies like that. I don't mm. I don't guess ahead and stuff very much. I tend to just sort of sit there and just let it wash over me. Like a big, it's, yeah, to, I'm like to, a, I'm like the walrus of movie watching. Maybe it's yeah, it's the writer in me where I go like, well, you've introduced these. The, no one introduces a character for no reason. Mm. So there's a reason this character has a mask on right now and doesn't yeah. just take the mask off as all superheroes sure. do now to just have a conversation. It's like, well, you're doing a reveal, so it's got to be someone that we know. Uh, who could it be? Boom! It's got to be that guy because mm. that's the only one who would have an impact, yeah. and it sure does. <laughs> and again, it's like they make him so creepy in a way that the Prowler. In the comics, let me tell you, has never been a creepy character. Yeah, yeah, they do a, they do a great job. The sound with that. design and stuff is great, and just yeah, and they're use and the way that how fast they make him. Yeah, it, they, you know they do a lot of quick cuts. So he doesn't mess around. He's got he's he's trying to kill you, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know he's not joking. He's not playing with his prey. He's not having a good time. Yeah, this is his job. <laughs> he's yeah. just coming at you. Yeah, and uh, and that's just a great beat to play. So Peter, uh, sorry, so uh, Miles. Uh, runs back to uh, Aunt May's home because uh, you know he's uh, he's in over his head and he also needs to spill the beans on who the prowler is. Maybe maybe that's what he's going to do as well. Uh, but he's followed, and he is followed by the kingpin, the prowler, Doc Ock, Tombstone, and a new character, which was one of the best designs I've seen of uh, like the Scorpion. Just such a great Scorpion. Design. Well, he's not a new character. The Scorpion is a. The Scorpion has never been a Spanish character. He's no, no, been... but I mean, he. there was a, a villain called the Scorpion. That's before. right, but he was just a guy but, in a yeah. green suit That's right. with a big, long green tail yeah. who would whip his tail around. And this guy looks like a scorpion. Yes, this person has undergone some uh, Alita Street Angel type modifications. Yes, and it uh, it's nice because they have the... Oh, sorry, Battle Angel. There you not are. Not Street Angel. I was no, thinking of that's the, very different. Not the Jim Rugg comic. I'm yeah. talking about the... Uh... And then it was nice because they had the fight in Aunt May's home. Which is which is so much more impactful when you see all her stuff breaking and her yeah. uh, being so upset. I like to, that those were all like highlighted in four individual frames. In the so you get to the fourth one where it's just uh, it's Spider Ham and he just, just picks, up, just picks a plate and hits his head with it. Just a <laughs> why? It's just funny. Just a, as Roger Rabbit said, because it's funny. <laughs> yes, that's that's yeah. great. So it's a yeah, it's a great it's a great action scene, and this is where I think you know you get that scene where. Um, Aunt May sees Doc Ock mm. and goes, Liz. Yeah. And like, oh. Oh, two scientists meeting. Yeah, yeah, wait a second. Yeah. These guys would know each other. And wait a minute. Do they have anything going on? I don't know. I like the idea. Because in the comics, Aunt May did date uh, Dr. Octopus and was actually going to marry him. Oh, that's right. So I don't know whether it was a little nod uh, to that or some, but uh, it would be interesting if those two yeah, yeah. Uh, used to uh, used to go out. Um, <laughs> and this is, uh, th- this is where Miles... Uh, Again, is fleeing, uh, and uh, does he have the goober at this point? Has the goober been repaired by Penny? Yes, they have the, but they, but they're all f- they're all fighting over who, that's right. who will have it. it. That's trying. right, because this thing is the thing that's going to uh, stop the, the particle accelerator from working. That's right. So or uh, shut down the whole program. Anyway. So once again, Miles is being chased by Prowler, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's on the rooftop. He he's finds, trapped. He's trapped, and what does he do? He pulls off his mask. 
and the Prowler is genuinely shocked and uh, pulls off his mask. Well, because Miles knows who the Prowler is. Yeah. Like, it's not a normal go-to for yeah. a superhero, I don't think, to reveal who they are. You don't want to kill me. I'm just a kid. Yeah, by that point, the mask is usually off in most superhero movies. Masks just come right off in, like, almost all the superhero movies. But in this case, he knows who the Prowler is, so it's a appeal to, it's an, it's an appeal to, to his uncle. Yeah, he's really scared. Yeah, yeah. He's going to be killed. Yeah. And then his uncle is horrified by this. Mm-hmm. And can't kill his nephew, who he loves. Yeah. And so he's shot by the kingpin. Yeah. And uh, and we get uh we get Spider Man watching his uncle being killed, and you we didn't <laughs> see that coming, but but it works. Mm-hmm. It's a complete flip on yeah, you know yeah. the the Peter Parker story, and uh, and I love the uh, so to, uh, of course then he has to get away, but he takes his uncle with him. So Miles takes his uncle, carries yeah. him away. He has a spider strength. And takes him to an alleyway, and I just love the voice acting by the by the actor who's played played his uncle, and just the way he talks to him in the scene as he's dying. Who is? Uh, oh, I'm going to get this wrong. Uh, Master Shala Ali. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, well, then that explains why it's such a great bit of acting because that guy is such a good actor. Yeah. So, yes. So it's uh, yeah, just, just the way he speaks to him in that scene. It just feels so real. Just the words he uses. Yeah. Just he everything mo- in that he scene. motivates. He motivates him while also breaking his heart. Oh, it's so good. Like you're the best of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just that, and it's just the way he just thought. It's so it's so well done. It's just amazing bit of acting there. And so then he dies, and then. Miles' father comes, and so now, now we get that thing where he he was he blames Spider Man or this kid. Yeah, Spider. it's a classic classic comic classic, book move. Yeah, classic comic book move here of him, you know, this wrong place, wrong time situation. Right, and, and then, the dad, of course, that's his brother. Yes, that's beautiful. Yeah. That's it, 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 everything in that is just like yeah. When I saw that, it was like this is perfect. <laughs> this is perfect. You've set up. Miles' dad to be like really anti him. Oh, yeah. oh, this is the heartbreak. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's so good. It's very, yeah, it's very well done. So, this is where we get the uh, confrontation with Miles in his dorm room with all the spider characters. Okay, that's right. That's right. Right. He is heartbroken. Yeah. Um, and they actually have a funny scene where his roommate comes in and they all have to hide in the ceiling. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they move around like a giant spider. Mm. He sees mm. him and uh, passes out. It's just good comedy. Well, he passes out because uh, Spider Ham says, Do animals talk in this dimension? I forget. <laughs> yes. So it's someone yeah. who actually is reacting correctly to this insane, <laughs> insane. situation that's yeah. going yeah. on. So well done. Uh, well done with them. But they, uh, but they all talk about their, uh, their motivations and the tragedies in their life. And they all have an equivalent of an uncle who passed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is a scene where, uh, Spider-Ham actually has some tenderness. You know, it's like, you know, you got, you can't save everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, and, uh, you know, in the original version of that scene, um, he, they went for a joke. Okay. And it didn't work because it made Spider-Ham just... Seem callous. It, yeah, t- too callous. Yeah. And so the joke was that, uh, you know, that his uncle Frank, you know, died in an electrical accident, but he smelled delicious. And uh, <laughs> basically, when you see uh, Spider-Ham eating that hot dog, yeah, that's yeah. his uncle. He's he, He's eating his uncle in that in that flashback scene. Yeah. Oh, Because okay. he went like, can't let him go to waste. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so that was just, hmm. th- then it was like, well, Spider-Ham is a sociopath. That's a, that's a really crazy dimension that I'm not, I'm not, I can't get behind anymore. This funny animal dimension, I'm not. I'm well, not almost any of. Warner Brothers dimension, animals do eat animals. 
other talking I animals. I guess, but not can. ones that they know personally. That's true. You don't eat your uncle. Shame on you. Which is why they cut the scene. <laughs> um, so they uh, they tell Miles he's he's not up to this task. It's too important. And they take off. And you think they've taken off, but they don't. They're actually waiting outside the window, hoping that he'll be up for it, which is really sweet. It's not that thing that you would normally get in almost any one of these movies where like, you can't do it. You don't have the ability. And like take off. I'm like, no, no, they're really rooting for him. Mm-hmm. They want him to yeah. be able to do this. Yeah. Um, but he can't. But he but he but he can't he doesn't have the motivation right now his motivation is guilt mm-hmm. and that's what his motivation has been through the whole thing he wasn't able to save peter uh off the top and uh he's in over his head and so he doesn't have the right you know heart to to do this and uh and so peter b parker takes off uh, webs him up to a chair and we have a, a really well done scene uh where his dad comes to his door peter can't open his door uh, but his dad thinks that this. Uh, sorry, Miles can't open the door. But his uh, his dad thinks that he's not opening the door. But mm. still has like a really heartfelt uh, monologue, you know, talking to his son. And it's very sweet. Yes, and it's it's just a beautiful visual. It works. It's 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 the kind of thing that would not work in a live action movie. But it really, I don't think so. If you mm. saw like if you saw someone tie tie up a kid and web up his mouth, a real kid. You know, and 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 left him by a door, and they had a conversation through the door. It was just like mm. it would be too much <laughs> extra business of real yeah. life things in the background. Yeah. But, but you can pull it off in a cartoon because everything's heightened. Mm-hmm. And uh, once his dad tells him that he they, that he loves him and breaks the news about you know his his uncle, uh, he leaves. And now Miles has his moment, which is he's he's motivated now not by guilt. But by by love and uh, and that's and now his powers kick in and now here we go mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and it's a it's a really beautiful scene it's really it's really well done and it's a gutsy scene to do it's not because if it doesn't work uh, oh boy it's gonna look weird and dumb yeah but uh, but they pull it off we're coming up to one of my favorite scenes in the movie too why don't you tell me about it well no no you keep going. Because I, I don't remember all the details, I just because I'm going to say the next thing he does is he goes back to the, the to the garden shed and and yeah that's and right Ray Parker's backyard yeah so able so to use his powers he, in some way to unlock he now the door. has the he now has the right motivation yeah so he goes to he goes to see Aunt May in the garden shed she says she says to him you know took you long enough yeah. she always had faith in him yeah which is nice this is the great thing that all these all these characters are rooting for Miles through the whole thing. Yeah. No one's against him. No one's mean to him, except the villains. You know, and it's it's such an easy thing to do to have like a superhero team and have them just being snarking at each other. Yeah, yeah. But like, no, these are heroes. These are good people. Mm-hmm. May gets it. Yeah. She raised a kid. She wants this guy to be to to, to be the hero he's gonna be. Wants him to succeed, yeah. Yeah, and right. He does touch the he touches the lock and it opens. Cause because he's right to go in here now. <laughs> he no longer needs a key. Yeah. He is, this opens his gate. Uh, she gives him web shooters that she has built. Yeah. And uh, and he looks at the costumes and goes with the traditional Spider-Man costume, but then takes his, uh, his spray paint and makes it his own. Yeah, yeah. And that's when uh, Hello Danger kicks in. I love that. That's my favorite part of the whole... Oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's so, so good. <laughs> yeah. And you see him, yeah, it makes me kind of weepy. Uh, and, <laughs> and you see him, like, in his journey to become Spider-Man. Yeah. And he's, you know, working his way through the city, taking, taking leaps, 
doing doing things and uh, and finally like he's made his way through the city and then they had introduced all these other characters with their comic books and spider-man's and because he's spider-man yeah his his comic book comes down yeah it's like you're spider-man here we go <laughs> and it's the second it's it's there's various levels of now he's spider-man now he's spider-man but one of the ones that i like that's coming up almost immediately and i'm going to jump to it is where uh they're they're involved in the conflict uh, Peter B. Parker is going up against Doc Ock, and and Peter B. Parker sees Miles and says Miles, and she sees him and goes Spider Man, and <laughs> yeah, he's Spider Man. Yeah, she yeah. gets it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very very sweet. Yes, so that yes, so we get this the fabulous scene of. Why do him. you like it so much? That's I guess because of that, because it's like it's the to me that's the sort of the turning point of the film where his character is born to being Spider-Man. Yeah. But I really like the visuals of it. I love the when he leaps when he takes his leap of faith off the off the giant yeah. skyscraper and just him and they turn the frame sideways so you get him falling through the sky but it's 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 on it's on the horizontal. Yeah. Instead of the vertical so you get the this this long sense of of the fall that he's having and then it's just sort of frozen in air with that music playing. Yeah. And I just, I just, I just found it really. Yeah, they effective. said that they wanted him rising. Yeah, so that's what they they had. When yeah. he's jumping, he's rising. Yeah, and yeah. it's just, it's um, it's a, it's really well. He's done. becoming himself, mm-hmm. and that's just such mm-hmm. a this amazing thing. Like he's becoming what he should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just mostly because I I tend to react to music more than anything. That's what makes. And there's a lot of good music in this. Yeah. No, I but think so. Is, I think so. Like, it's not really my taste, but this this really worked for me. Like, okay, this really worked for me. I'm not really like a big urban beats guy, but uh, I thought it, I, this, I thought like really, uh, yeah, the music the music worked for uh, like even even back when uh, the spider is just like going all over the place about mm, to bite him, yeah yeah, and it's it's doing the uh, kind of fat boy slim. Uh, you can go with this, or you can go with that, and it's just this this wild mix. Of of that song, and it's just like chaotic and weird and wild, and it's yeah. like this this really works, you know. And they have a little bit of uh, you know, Michael Nesmith's uh, "Mary Mary" in there as well, and it's just yeah, things are things are things are weird right now. Things are <laughs> things are go either direction. Let's see. Okay, so we're so we're now back into like uh, the confrontation, uh, them trying to uh, get the goober into the uh, yeah, into, into yeah. the slot. You know, and uh, and uh, save save the day. I was uh, gonna say I did enjoy the incidental music in in the movie. Uh, it's just more of the kind of songs that they brought in. Mm-hmm. I just was kind of like, eh, they're okay. But that it Hello didn't feel Danger like they really brought any of them in necessarily to be cool. No, it felt like they brought them in because this moves the 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 story along. Oh, yep, which is which That's is fine. which is nice. Um, and again, it's it's music for I think uh, now. Whereas, you know, you enjoy like a Guardians of the Galaxy and it's like, well, that's some good classic music there. There we are. We're all enjoying ourselves. A lot of that's kind of cringy too. That's fair. Or something like uh, Spider-Man Homecoming where you're getting uh, getting a lot of Ramones. You're getting this this kind of stuff. That's fine. All the kids are digging the Ramones these days. That's the thing. It's so not. New. It's not. That so part fresh. is not necessarily for them. But this is <laughs> yeah, yeah. for now. No, this, no, is the, right. this is the world. Miles well, it's is for in. for now. In for now, there. It would be curious. So I'm in it from a different dimension than Miles. So sure. it's not really mine. It would be interesting to see what music is like in Spider-Man Noir's dimension, <laughs> yeah. or uh, or the uh, Spider Hams, or or even Gwen because she's a musician. Mm-hmm. Right now, mm-hmm. so now it's a big. Well, Spider Hams dimension. They just, just listen to the monkeys. I, I would guess so. I think it's yeah. mostly banjo. Uh, <laughs> everyone bounce it. It's all powerhouse. Right. But you know that song. 
So So this is your big action scene at the end where traditionally in a regular superhero movie yep. all the CGI would kick in and we I'd fall asleep because it would yes. usually be the CGI thing oh. fighting the other CGI thing and yep. but this is so visually beautiful. Oh, no, it's, it's like they great. saved so many tricks for like all these dimensions are kind of coming in on each other. Mm-hmm. So visually they can do almost anything. Yeah. Subway cars can come flying in. Yeah. Trucks can come flying in. Buildings on buildings on buildings on buildings. They just, it was, it was such a smart th- And also after we've just been in New York and a beautiful version of New York, but definitely a grounded version of New York. Mm. Now we're in crazy town. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, and it gives and, the, it gives the, the, the final fight a real, uh, and it could sense just, of an element of danger because an expected element to it of, yeah, of flying objects happen. that are big, yeah, yeah, and and it could. This also is one of those things that should not work because you'd get bored, right? It's just going to be like uh, it's crazy. Anything can happen. Yeah, land. Yeah. yeah. Eh, who cares then? It's anything true. Anything can happen. But you didn't expect, should, you didn't expect that anvil. No, you did not expect <laughs> the anvil. You did not like none of this should be working, but yeah. it works. So this is where Miles is finally. Spider-Man, yeah, and he's trying to, you know, uh, he's part and of what the he team. wants to do is save everyone because mm-hmm. Peter B. Parker's plan is to get everyone back to their own dimensions, and he will stay behind and and die because he will, yeah, his atoms cannot take living in our dimension or this. I shouldn't say our dimension in this. And he's dimension. got nothing to live for over there too. So he says, right. By the way, I think we have missed does. a scene, which is the scene where uh, they uh, go. They go to the um, the Kingpin's uh, gala. There's a big gala. Oh yeah, that's right. And uh, this is while Miles is still tied up. The other Spider folks go to the gala uh, where uh, Kingpin is pretending to be a big fan of Spider Man, <laughs> and as a tribute to Spider Man, is ha- all the waiters are dressed as Spider Man, the servers, and yeah. so they are able to infiltrate. Uh, the uh, the thing, and this is where one of the most disturbing cut scenes uh, got cut, and this was good that they cut this scene. Okay, which is um, uh, they're uh, they're pushing they're pushing a tray. Yeah, and uh, and they've got like a covered uh, they got a covered you know one of those metal covers for a meal, and uh, and they get confronted by Tombstone who goes, "What do you got? We got under there," and uh, they pull it up, and it is a naked spider ham that is lying on the. Well, except with his mask, he still yeah. has his mask on. Yeah. You can see his butt. Yeah, and he's he's just all he's a little pig, who's there to be there to be eaten with yeah. an apple in his mouth. Mm. Uh, who then has to gasp for air at one point because he can't breathe when Tombstone's head is turned, and uh, and then they put the the thing back on and they think they pulled it off, and they leave and uh, and Tombstone gets on the phone and goes, "Yeah, they think we're stupid. <laughs> here, they're, here they're coming." <laughs> And, uh, and then the next thing is uh, Nick Cage going like, they're so stupid. They're so stupid. Yeah, it's great. Huh. So but, this is a deleted scene. But it's scene a in disturbing the, uh... scene to see a naked spider ham. Mm. This okay. is something they occasionally do in the comic where they'll take spider ham's suit off. Never take Spider-Man's suit off, uh, spider ham suit off. It's it's not great. So yeah, this is their uh, this is their attempt to you know infil- infiltrate and what have you. All right, I'm so, glad you've come down so strongly against naked pigs. We'll have to start a charity organization, overalls for pigs. Yes. Just little tiny pig overalls for, for them to wear in their Yeah, I don't know why it makes pens. me more comfortable with Porky wearing just a vest uh, and no <laughs> pants, but it does. It feels like now you're not nude. You take that vest off, and uh, that is not good. Don't want to know. About All right, so big uh, big confrontation, lots of action. Yep. Uh, great action. 
um mm-hmm. uh, and uh, yep. and that's fantastic and uh then the yeah there's a real feeling of of threat in fact and they heighten it by having uh penny parker's robot killed yes you know so you know in a way it it does elevate the the risks at the same time it's like a what do you would say like a bloodless death it's a machine so yeah. you do feel bad for it but at the same time you know that Machines can be rebuilt. Machines, you know, yeah. So but we like, haven't. That's one of my, that would see one of the flaws. I would say is like I I didn't I didn't really feel for her and the robot because they didn't really build that enough to me. No. To no. to like what they needed was something where the robot I don't know saved somebody mm. or made a little uh, sacrifice like earlier did something sweet. Yeah. Earlier. I don't think that they. I don't think that in this part of the movie I don't think you need like a sad sequence. So I think you just need a sense of of risk, and so. I just I really appreciate that they didn't like bog down in trying to okay. like explicate these characters more than you needed to. Like those characters, they just come so out of so fast and so late in the movie that to do too much character building with them, mm-hmm. you know, it's funny. It just felt it was like a, a scene that, or a part that wasn't quite earned at that I don't, point. But I don't think they wanted to. Be, it was more a plot. It was move? more. It was just more okay. like a more of just to elevate the sense right. of you know there actually is danger here. You know, like this this scorpion character is really dangerous. Right. Luckily, there's an anvil. You know, yeah, it was a good so. it was a good fight between Scorpion and uh and uh Spider Ham and that also gets like brought in with uh Spider Man Noir. And yeah, he's fighting him with a giant cartoon hammer. Yeah. He's yeah. getting mocked by uh, Scorpion and uh, very offended by that. It's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, Once good. again, none of this should work, but it does. <laughs> Which uh yeah, after big big fight, 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 and then it's time to uh they, they get the goober into the uh into the slot. My, they, Miles does. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and that's time to. And that uh, was fun too, because by this point you're so disoriented with where they are, what's happening, yeah. and the whole room is disoriented. In fact, the the area of, of the ceiling where they want to put this device into is basically just floating in the air by itself as a, just a small panel. There's nothing else. There's no other reality around it, you know. So it's, uh, yeah, it was quite fun that element of the film. Yeah, and uh, they pay off uh, an earlier joke about uh, don't watch the listen, watch the mouth, watch the hands. Um, mm. But then they, it's time to send uh, the uh, the rest of the gang back before everything gets shut down. Yep. So they all have their goodbye scene. Uh, Penny, very sweet. Uh, Spider Man Noir takes the Rubik's cube that he had earlier on that he couldn't understand, but he wants to figure it out. Yeah. And it's good. Yeah. There's been some character growth. I also really like that uh, that. I'm wondering if it was a more of a Nick Cage kind of nod where uh, he says to them uh, that he loves them all, which doesn't feel like a noir guy thing to say. Yeah. But it does feel like a Nick Cage thing to say about, mm. you know, these characters and yeah. how much he loves them. Yeah. You know, that does make sense. It was nice that Nick Cage was able in one year to play both uh, Superman and Spider-Man. He plays uh, Superman in uh, Teen Titan Go to Teen Titans Go to the Movies. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's like both characters that he really, uh, really loves. Hmm. And this is a guy who uh, named himself after Luke Cage. Hmm. Yeah, because he's uh, Nick Coppola. Yes, that's in real life. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, he goes, and and every time everyone anyone goes into their dimensional hole, they uh, all the colors change to reflect, mm-hmm. you know, what they are and. Uh, we have a we have a nice little moment with Spider Ham saying, you know, uh, that's all, folks. Yeah, that's and it's right. like, I like. Is he allowed to say <laughs> legally? Is he? Yeah, yeah. We're all thinking it. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and just sort of a backward swan dive into the. Uh, and a nice thing with uh, with Gwen, where you would you know traditionally in one of these movies have them fall in love. Yeah, and it's like no, she she her her thing is she doesn't 
trust herself enough to make friends anymore. I yeah. can't have friends. Yeah. So the important thing is that they they be friends, and they do, and yeah. they do the old fist bump. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you know, it's 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 a very realistically done friendship between mm-hmm. the two of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, her mentioning that she's like fifteen months older than him, or yeah. something like that. It's, it's very significant. It's very significant at that age. Yeah. She's not wrong. And does the nice dive into into her dimension? We see all the colors. And this is when we get the, you know, uh, P- Peter and him, uh, you know, uh, get the get the the line there about uh, it being a leap of faith, and Spider Man is willing to take a leap of faith now again into yes. his own life. Yes, and the fact that he is also willing to face, yeah, his responsibilities that he's left behind. Yeah, I mean that's why he doesn't want to return. That's why he's making this sacrifice, and I'll put that in quotation, because for him, it's preferred for him to him to not have to deal with reality in his in his reality. He'd rather just be in this place and disappear, and that's the end of him, yeah. than to have to deal with you know his things that he's been avoiding. But no, get back into that your own timeline and pay your taxes <laughs> or whatever you need to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, get your life together, buddy. And also, he's probably going to end up having kids because he enjoyed being this uh, mentor to Miles good. and yeah, had a little nice motivation. That's there. good. So off, off he goes. Uh, and it, it's uh, yeah, it's actually it's it's nice to see a character that's like over the over the hill. That is a you know at least in their own mind and being mm-hmm. told that they're not. Yeah, I think there's yeah. a lot of people probably that uh, you know there's there's comics readers who you know are like yeah, I guess I'm past past what you know. I guess it's all nope. Nope, just go and live your life and live it as best you can. Uh, and now it's time to confront the Kingpin because it's it's that point in the movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And uh, Kingpin dramatically underestimates him and maybe maybe rightfully so, you know, because uh, he's just this new guy. How can he's beat the Spider-Man of his world, the yeah. perfect Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Miles is able to do with his father watching him uh, get up, which shocks the kingpin yeah he gives him that same punch that killed the other spider-man and he gets up Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh his his dad who was uh you know against him uh before a spider against the previous spider-man thought that this spider-man murdered his you know brother but he gets it he sees what he's doing and uh and 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 roots for him and that's what pushes him yeah the limit the love of his dad gets him him up which again it's like such a great thing to see the love of a dad that's just not something you do you know uh superman his dad's telling him not to save people and then lets him die in a tornado because why i don't know (laughs) it wasn't very clearly no uh, thought of the role for dads is to to die and to motivate their the kid yeah to get out of the way it's the disney thing you got to kill the parents off the top and it's like no the, the the father gives him strength and he's able to do the nice joke of the hand on the shoulder and the hay yeah, yeah. so in a way his uncle is part of the revenge you know uh, gets payback yeah for the guy that uh, the guy that killed him it's a fu- it's great because it's a funny scene but it just it just works on so many so many levels. Mm-hmm. And then we get a ginormous explosion. That's right. He throws the kingpin into the button, so the kingpin actually pushes the button. Mm-hmm. Yep, saves saves everything. Everything uh, goes back to as as it should. And then you get that wonderful sequence of everything being sucked back. I don't know why it's being sucked back into the these uh, things, but all the stuff is being sucked into these portals or whatever. Yeah, and till they finally get plugged by like a train. Uh, car and then the anvil. <laughs> I love that anvil. I just, I yep. think this is so great because it's such a cartoony thing and it just, and they really know how to like 
spice. Yeah. Just kind of pepper it in there. And musically, it works, too. Mm -hmm. It's like, ba bum bang. (laughs) Just like, that's, it's just good rhythm. Yeah. They know the rhythm of uh, of everything. So, uh, we then have a nice little uh, uh, talk between Spider-Man and and his dad, with his dad not knowing Mm -hmm. that he's his son. First, he calls his dad. He's talking to him on the phone. That's right. To connect, because he's been sort of avoiding his dad throughout the film. And then there's a scene where he would maybe not want to avoid his dad, but he can't. He can't, uh, you know, do anything. He's stuck in a chair wrapped in right. wrapped in webbing, so he can't. Even if he wanted to, he couldn't, you know, talk to his dad. So, so he phones him. And that's like this first connection after all this mayhem. He, t- he contacts his dad, and then yeah, goes down <laughs> Spider Man and gives him a big hug. <laughs> then tells him he loves him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, I guess he's inappropriate Spider Man. Is that is that who he's going to be now? Yeah. Very sweet. And then him walking through New York City. Uh, mm. Pointing at people, and now he's. I love that. That's another great part of the. Film, yeah, once yeah. again, he's now found his people, yeah. found his home. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's great. And then we have the nice, uh, nice kind of wrap up of like he gets to do his little origin rap a little bit about you know who he is and wh- what he is, and and the the big like end line about you know anyone can be Spider Man. You can you can wear the mask. Yeah. Anyone can wear the mask. And, you don't uh, have the powers, but you can wear the mask. But not very every, dangerous to try and be Spider-Man. Not everyone has the powers. Like Penny doesn't necessarily have powers. She's yeah. just good with a with a robot. But she has that spider. Well, no, the spider uh, connects her to the robot, so lets her talk to the robot. But mm-hmm. she does not have powers on her own. She does not have super yeah. strength or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But she she has a few leg leg up. She has a leg up on me anyway. Oh yes. <laughs> okay, everyone but Dave can wear them. <laughs> but it's 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 this nice. You know, thing of uh, there was a, there was a person I I know who uh, who said that mattered a lot to her at the end of the movie. It's like if I saw that when I was a girl, like anyone could wear the mask. Mm. It just means the world. <laughs> it's like holy cow, anyone, huh? Yeah, I could do it. Yeah, and and he just hammers it home, just like if you didn't know that before, you do now. Yeah, yeah, that's, no, that's good. Basically, it. it is a good ending. Oh, yeah. for sure, it's a uh, very well done. Of course, also we have uh, Peter B. Parker going back and con- and going get back in contact with. Uh, Mary Jane. Yeah. Will it work? Will it not? We don't know. We don't know. And that's not the point. The point is you're taking the risk. That's right. This is your leap of faith. We're yeah. not saying whether the leap of faith works. Yeah. The point is to take the leap of faith. Mm-hmm. That's right. And you see uh, Penny's rebuilding the robot. Yeah. You see um, a Spider-Man Noir mm-hmm. is introducing, you know, uh, <laughs> the, the, the Rubik's Cube. I'm trying to remember what, uh, what Spider-Ham's uh, I don't remember. Sorry. last bit was. Ah, well. Uh, I, I'm sorry, folks. Look, go watch the go watch the movie and see. Walking along, eating a hot dog, yeah. probably. And it yeah ends with uh, possibly uh, another cr- little crossover with uh, with Gwen. There's a there's a little dimensional portal that's mm, opening up, and that's right. What happens next? We'll see. Yeah. And then into a crazy uh, credit sequence, beautiful, wild, crazy credit sequence. Yeah. Uh, and a little tribute to Stan Lee and uh, Steve Ditko, which is really nice. Yeah, it's very nice. Uh, and then we end with. Uh, a little bit of a meme. Uh, we end is that what that is? I wasn't. I don't really know what what that was. I mean, I, to me, I just thought, oh, I'm glad they're referencing. Uh, they do reference earlier in the film the fact that it's the Spider-Man theme, and they show the, yeah, the credit sequence for the theme song. Yeah, they show the credit sequence. They also the they also play a bit of the Christmas album uh, over the credits as well. And there is an entire Christmas album, by the way, that's online that you can listen to. Oh, okay. That's that's quite good. Okay. Um, sure but yeah, is. they end with. Um, 
they end with a very futuristic looking Spider-Man because he's Spider-Man of the year 2099 okay. with his holographic assistant. Okay. And uh, they have now developed the technology to uh, travel between dimensions themselves. Ah. And they're going to go to where it all began. And uh, so they go to where it all began. And where it all began is the Ralph Bakshi Spider-Man cartoon. And they recreate a scene uh, from uh, from the Spider-Man cartoon where he meets this doppelganger that it has become a meme. Okay, of, I see. Of uh, people pointing at each other. I yeah. see. Is that what it was? I don't remember that episode. And the voice of J. Jonah Jameson uh, is uh, is 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 Stanley as well in the, in that last. Uh, oh, okay. Last oh, scene. okay. Okay. Who pointed first? He pointed first. That was that was uh, that was Stanley. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Well, I thought they gave him lots to do. Well, yeah. No, it was a great film. And just on another side note, that's I also enjoyed the uh, little prequel, the Spider Ham shirt that they have on the on the mm-hmm. DVD. Or the Blu-ray, and uh, yeah, it was really good. It's a fun little shows how he got sucked into the what was happening to him before he got sucked into the uh, into this into uh, Miles' dimension, and it's fun, a lot of fun fighting a big daddy, craw daddy. Oh, uh, yeah, professor craw, big craw daddy, big craw daddy yeah. is what he calls himself. Then they try and think of a different <laughs> name, and yeah, it's fun. There's this kind of a screwy, screw, screwy, screwy squirrel kind of feel to yeah. it. Uh, yeah, it's kind of. If you try to, by the way, if you try to read the old uh, Spider Ham uh, comics, uh, good luck with that. Uh, if they're okay. They're okay. Yeah, yeah. But they're they're not, near, not, yeah. not what this is. Yeah. They, they, they took a character that didn't quite work mm-hmm. and uh, really, really made it work with this. Yeah. It's, it's charming. And again, it's it shouldn't work. A, a, a Warner Brothers cartoon, not Warner Brothers, more of a Tex Avery, yeah, cartoon pig should not uh, should derail your movie, and it does not. No, it doesn't. And but once again, I think the reason that it doesn't is because with all those characters, they they carefully they sort of you know meted them out to us in, in small little doses, so that yeah. we didn't we didn't get bogged down in those characters. We didn't get feeling confused by you know and, and having too many too much emotional. You know, we were having to have like emotional connections to so many things. Yeah. Just, it gets too much. There was no dip, which is what you oh. normally get in a movie like this, which is you introduce yeah. all these stuff and then it, you get used to it as an mm-hmm. audience member. And then yeah. there's a little bit of a dip before, you know, we, we rack things up at the end. Uh, but no, everything, it was, it was really for, for a movie with so much in it, it was uh, very clean and yeah. very tight. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and, and the heart was absolutely right because it was the story of Miles becoming himself. And uh, and 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 finding his way into a new world, a couple of new worlds. Yeah, and, I know it was great. Yeah, no, so I, well, well done movie. Well would done movie. Fi- and would well, you fix it in any ways? Well, besides taking out Aunt May, kicking the door for no real reason after, she, then later on complaining about damage in her house. That almost seemed like too much uh, sassy grandma. Yeah, like that was that was almost her. You know, this is, yeah, this is starting like, uh, rapping now at this it was, point. I mean, if they had done more of that maybe it would have been okay if she was like regularly yeah. kicking doors or like doing she seems like she was... would then be the, i don't know if she actually like hit anybody in the in the fight mm-hmm. but it seems like okay well then she would then b- bring out a big weapon and start blasting things yeah, or yeah. whatever but yeah that didn't seem really too much like uh mm-hmm. like her but no there's nothing i thought i thought the movie like i say it when we started the show i think that this movie it's just a perfect story it just it really they just kept everything ticking along there was no time where you were Looking at your watch, I admit I did fall asleep last night watching a movie, but that's my normal thing that I do in an evening after a full day of work is to have a little a little seven o'clock snooze. So, so what can uh, live action movies learn from from this? Let's 
Well, here's the thing that live action movies should all learn from this is what's most important in your movie isn't your giant fight scene, isn't your CGI monsters, isn't even your superheroes necessarily. It's the story that's the most important part of your movie. And if you don't have the story right when you start making the movie, you mm. cannot make it right while you're making the movie. Yeah. You have to start it. You have to have, and you have to have like a sense of who your characters are, what the story is going to get them. You know, so you start off with what they need and then you give that to them as the movie goes. Yeah. And if you don't have that in your film, it's, it's a waste of time to watch it. It's a waste of time to make it. You know, like. Yeah. What's the point? What's the point? You see, yeah. Yeah. What's the point of what I'm watching? Like, why? Batman's cool. What's the point, though? Yeah. What's his thing? Yeah. Like, what does he need? What like, is he getting the, out of like this? Like, for something like a Batman Begins, it's, he wants revenge mm-hmm. and he thinks, like, if he gets revenge, that will, that will fill whatever the that void hole, is inside yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. And he realizes that's not it. Mm-hmm. And then he finds another thing to do. Yeah. You know, what's the point of like the, the, the next film, the dark Knight? the, the, the point is you got a character who thinks, uh, people are genu- are bad. Yeah. And, uh, will like turn, will turn on each other at the slightest thing mm-hmm. or like, you know, we'll, but he learns, the Joker learns, no, yeah, no, people will not sell each other out like that. And they will band together and, and, and be, and Batman was right. Cause yeah. Batman saw the city as better than that. Yeah. And he was correct. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like, good. Okay. That all, that all works. Here we go. And then there's some other things go south. Some other people's, you know, judgments of what they think matters uh, go, go off. And yeah, they, they can, they can, you know, they can, they can not work. But yeah, what's, what's your angle the, on this? The other, nice, the other nice thing about this movie is because it's kind of a standalone film, it doesn't have to continue a continuity that we don't care about yeah. when we're watching the movie. Whereas to me, the one, one of the big problems with the Marvel movies is they, uh, they have a continuity that I don't care about while I'm watching the film that has to be carried forward mm. into the next movie. And it's not that I don't care about what the next Avengers is going to be or whatever is coming. It's just that I don't care while I'm watching that movie to to have the story kind of peter out into like some sort of, you know, continuity yeah. stuff rather than have like a strong emotional ending to the film. Like you can have a strong emotional ending to the movie, but it's not over there. There's another 15 minutes of drivel to carry on this stuff. And you don't care about it at that time because you're wrapped up in the story that's being told. And that's what you're that's what you're invested in. You're not invested in what Captain Mar- or Captain America is going to be doing in the next movie, or writing a letter to Iron Man or whatever. You know, like that's just not what you yeah. what you're there for. So what makes this movie work for me, like unlike a lot of superhero films, is the fact that it's a, a you know it's a story. I mean, I know there's a little bit of a tease with Gwen saying hello from a dimensional squiggle. Yeah. Well, that's another nice thing about this movie is it uses Kirby dots. Yes. You know, so it has these little artistic elements. Of it. That Jack Kirby did in his, uh, yeah, his art, yeah. yeah. And, but, uh, yeah, that it's... it's. Um, but also, they, the filmmakers were saying the other thing was, with the Kirby dots, they also look a lot like spray paint. Mm, yeah, so it yeah. works for both on both levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a nice, yeah, it's a good, a multi-use tribute. Uh, yeah, so, is there something you would change? Uh, it's not really what I would change, but I'd say, like, if I was changing, like, other other movies, I'd say, don't be afraid of heart. Don't be afraid of having characters um, rooting for each other, and don't do fo- false conflict. Uh, yeah, which I false think, conflict. I don't. I, I don't. Okay, I, I think, don't have a I problem think, with a film being cynical. I don't have a problem sure. with a film being cruel. If, if that's true, if true, it's true yeah. to its story, yeah. But I don't want it to be uh, just for the sake of it. Like this, just a kind of 
you know, because it's cool. To yeah, be... don't have an argument to have an argument. Yeah. You know, you can do things where heroes act heroic and yeah. root for each other. Sure. And try to just do the right thing. One of my favorite things in the original Incredibles was when um, when Mr. Incredible was in his civilian identity, he was still trying to help people. Yeah. He was being yeah. a hero because even with the, about the costume, he's still that and that's who he yeah. is. He wasn't and, a jealous dad at home. Right. And even when people seem to be being mean... In this movie, to yeah. people are being almost bullying. Yeah. It wasn't. It was. I'm Concern. trying to protect you. Yeah. I'm trying yeah. to. I'm trying to do right. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, and you can have a family and not kill them off, and uh, still have that motivate yeah. uh, and strengthen a hero. Yeah, because I mean, what's 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 more likely to happen in your life uh, that your uh, that your folks are going to get murdered by aliens, or that you know you've got a family at home and maybe that's something you want to like. Well, what do you? How do you handle what's home life like? It's a great sure. example, yeah. you know. Of, the, of you know, uh, that's that. yeah. That's an example where you can be heroic, is be a good parent, mm-hmm. or an example of being heroic, being a good citizen, being a you know, being a caring person, looking out for people. These are all ways that it works. Just thinking about uh, when you're talking there, it made me think of this past season of Doctor Who where we have a show where there's absolutely no conflict between the between the main characters in the show mm-hmm. they all agree with each other they always get along they there's no there's no no one just you know no one has their own idea of what they should do they just kind of follow the lead of the one of the doctor the main sort of main character of it and it is boring because there's no there's no character development there's mm-hmm. nothing to hold on to in these yeah, characters you like everyone fine but like what's the again yeah. what's the point what's the point yeah like that's that's been that was kind of my thing with with this season is like I you know I like them all fine individually this all makes sense together I don't know why I'm wa- I'm watching this yeah yeah what is like what's it, what's this what are they there for yeah I don't want to say like what's this an allegory for what's this symbolize yeah like well what's it really about yeah you know okay well the Daleks are Nazis all right all right I got gotcha. you all right and so this is saying what <laughs> okay what are you what are you what are you saying yeah. you know I don't think I got that far into the season no no they didn't but I'm saying okay. like, when you see the, when you see like the Daleks okay. destroying everything to me England feels Okay. When they see something coming into their land and destroying things, that's yeah. the Nazis. That's sure. the okay. Blitz. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's this force that's going to come in. They look like little tanks. Yeah. That's what they are. Okay, so that's what they, they are. What what is, uh, what's all these guys? It's fine. It's fine. Again, they're 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 fine, but uh, you know you got to use some imagination too, and this this had imagination spade. So I'd say I'd say um, you know don't be afraid of being having love. Uh, don't be afraid of being funny. Don't be afraid of having real emotions, mm-hmm. and don't be afraid of yeah. uh, uh, using your imagination. By the way, Guardians of the Galaxies is a good example. Well, I mean, by, yeah. saying, by pluralizing, I mean both one and two are a good example of this: of heart, love, funny, imagination. Yeah, you and know. shouldn't have worked. Yeah, I think this shouldn't. I had a conversation yesterday with uh, with a couple of friends of mine, and they had not seen um, this movie yet. And, uh, and, and, and the fellow was saying, like, uh, you know, there's his wife who's there is a comedian. I know they're both uh, comedy folks. Uh, she doesn't like superhero movies. She's not a big fan of those. Yeah, I can see And I'm that. like, would this movie work? Uh, you know, and I, and I, th- I think it will because it starts off in such an interesting place. Mm-hmm. And I asked, like, well, how about something like Guardians of the Galaxy? And, oh, yeah, it loves Guardians of the Galaxy. We both love Guardians of the Galaxy. And like, all right, yeah, it's like that. Because mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy is the Marvel movie that people who don't like Marvel movies like. <laughs> Because it's a talking tree and a crazy raccoon, yeah. and it's up in space, and it's it's kind of bananas. But you start off with you know a very human scene, yeah, and uh, and and then you go you go you go nuts, and mm-hmm. it's like this makes that same point. It's like start off really 
humor. Well, it starts off with Spider-Man just going, I know, it's a Spider-Man movie. What Spider-Man am I? I get what you're saying. There's a lot of Spider-Man. We get it. Here's how, here's who I am. Got it? I'm the movie Spider-Man. All right, we'll see you later. Bye. <laughs> now here's to Miles. He's the, he's the, he's the lead guy in this. And we're going to like take it all the way down to the ground. We're going to take it all the way down to as realistic as possible. Just his room. And now we're going to just introduce him into this crazy world a bit at a time and take you with us. Yeah. Whereas I think a lot of the movies that don't do that. Uh, sorry to keep coming back to the DC ones. Start you off in crazy banana town. Well, just say, say Captain Marvel then. If you don't it's, want to go with the DC, go with sure. Captain Marvel. It starts off in crazy town. And if you in any way feel, if you go into that movie and you maybe you're like, do do you know? Am I up to date with all these Marvel films? I hope I can understand what's happening here. When the movie starts, if you feel like you maybe don't know what's happening, you really feel like you don't know what's happening because even yeah. me coming into it, and I've seen all the Marvel films. I'm like, what's going on? I don't know yeah. what's happening here. This is, and then you're just disconnected. You're just kind of like sitting in a chair watching stuff happen in front of your yeah, face. And they don't necessarily have to, uh, you know, appeal to the new viewer either because there's been 23 Marvel movies. So, mm-hmm. like, listen, if you don't get it, we got an audience. We're fine. They'll get it. <laughs> it's okay. I'm sorry, you new person, don't yeah. get it. Yeah. But this one, this one did deserve to win the Academy Award for Best Animated Film of the Year. I think uh, this one is one of the best superhero movies yeah uh is it the best spider-man movie i that's a tough one but it i think it probably is you know i think it's the i think it's the most successful and i love spider-man 2 the sam raimi film mm-hmm. you know spider-man homecoming was very entertaining um there's been some good ones but i think this one is the best you don't have to pick pick a pick a favorite i'm not putting you in the corner no that's fine no one puts davy in a corner but uh I'm just thinking because the Sam Raimi Spider-Man, I think I'm going to say it's this because it's the the Spider-Man. Okay. You know, it's our childhood Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Whereas this movie is, you know, it 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 kind of, it's a little unfair that it has like, you know, seven Spider-People. <laughs> so, you know, it wins by numbers. But uh, but yes, it's a super good film. I, I, would, I would just have to A-B them. I can't. Uh, Very good. I can't. I can't let go A-B of my... A-B positive. That's I can't let saying. go. I mean, that scene on the the train in Spider-Man 2 of them carrying Spider-Man and back yeah. across. I mean, that's just a fantastic We won't moment tell of, nobody. Yeah. That's a great <laughs> scene. We won't tell nobody. <laughs> that's a great sequence. Yeah. Third movie. Uh, everyone told. <laughs> you know what's funny is that it's... Uh, with, with that scene. Yeah. And we'll be wrapping up shortly because uh, these were supposed to be shorter. Um, <laughs> it was before everyone had an iPhone with a camera in it. Yeah, yeah. It would be impossible to do that scene now mm-hmm. because people would all be recording it. Yeah, and you could yeah. not have the "we won't tell nobody" scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just there'd be there'd be no way it would be live well, streaming have, it. You could have people put their phones in their pocket. Yeah, but they would still. Have, I don't know. I think uh, people wouldn't buy it. You couldn't do that scene anymore. If no one's going to tell, I mean, no one's going to show. Unless they were already live streaming it. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. 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 Which they would. So that would be ruined. The end. <laughs> well, it's not. It's pre that time, so That's it's fine. It Luckily, we are in different times. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, uh, that is that is generally what we thought. You know, listen, normally we'd be like, here's how you fix this. But uh, there's not much to fix. No, it's... I, a, maybe, hopefully this movie will fix other movies when they see this movie and go, oh, you can do this with movies. Yeah, I just hope, I just wish someone would learn that the story is the thing that... I mean, I just feel like a lot of movies start make, being made with before the script is ready. And their, their thought is maybe, 
you know, we can fix it. We can fix it in editing or we can fix it uh, while we're working on it. But you can't. If you don't have a good story for your film, if you don't have like a clear idea of what you're going to do, yeah, it's not going to work. It's not going to work ever, ever. There you go. That's what Dave says. What do you say? We would actually like to hear from you and uh, and, and your opinions on stuff. How would they do that, Dave? Is there a way? Well, just before I do that, I just want to say oh, one sure. thing. Sure, here. Dave, this is the segment of the show we call Dave's One Thing. Because because I don't think we're going to get to this film, but I really enjoyed it. I watched it on Netflix uh, a little while ago. It's a net, next Netflix original. Okay. And it's called Paddleton. It stars Ray Romano, Ray Romano and Mark Duplass. It's uh, a Duplass Brothers film. It comes out of that mumblecore scene. It's about two friends who live in the same apartment building. One of them is uh, diagnosed with terminal cancer. Mm-hmm. And it's a story of his end of life, his choice to end his life. Right. And it's a very, very good film. Really good film. I highly recommend it. It's a movie that you might flick past while you're going through your Netflix, uh, whatever, you know, yeah. you're trending now or you're... You might think it's Paddington. You might think it's Paddington, or that no, that's a Paddle, Paddleton. It's a Paddington ripoff. Yeah, no, but it's a really good film. I highly recommend it. It's, right. it's sad, and yeah. it's also funny. And it's I, I thought it was very very. And that's very good. Dave's recommendation for uh, bonus recommendation. I go. wish I knew we were doing these. Otherwise, I would say I would recommend something as well. But I uh, I'm going to recommend here. I'm going to recommend Spider Man Two by Sam Raimi. If you haven't seen that, <laughs> see that. That's, that's good. Say that. See this movie. That's a good and recommendation. The, and then see that one. That's a wonderful, wonderful it's, film. It's uh, Raimi at one of his Raimiest moments. And what's uh, interesting? Here's the thing about that movie. Sam Raimi says about that film is he could not believe how little interference he had from the studio making that movie. Unlike on three, mm-hmm. on number two, they left him entirely alone, which he didn't expect because number one was a hit. Yeah, and so he thought, "Oh, I'm going to get a lot of interference making the next one," and they just left him entirely alone on it. But number three, not alone at all. So much, so many fingers in the pie on that film. It was hard for him to make. It, it. was part of a, a situation where it felt like all the second movies, all these second Marvel movies, were great. Where it was, uh, yet like uh, this Spider-Man two, great X-Men two, really good, not super great, but great opening. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blade two. I thought that was pretty great. Yeah, that was yeah, a good and you got great thing. And then Fantastic Four too. Okay, there. I've uh, unargued myself. <laughs> You're right. I was. I, I lost. Uh, I lost grips on what I was uh, saying. But the, the Fantastic Four is an example of a of a franchise that no one knows what it is. Yep, no one knows. The thing is, the Fantastic. Okay, sorry. Here's how you fix Fantastic Four. They're not the most interesting thing in the movie. That's no, always not. the thing. Yeah, they are explorers going into the movie. That's right. And, uh, and uh, it should be a space opera. Yeah. Got to put it in outer space, yeah, or anywhere that's like beyond yeah. what they're able to handle, yeah. And then they try to handle it exactly. with their basic abilities. The mm-hmm. whole thing isn't; they can't be the weirdest thing in the room. Yeah, yeah, no, they're boring. They're yeah. right there. Yeah, you're right. That's By good. the way, sorry. Here's just a quick nerdy thing before we wrap up. This is Ian's quick nerdy thing. This is something that bothers me about Fantastic Four. Is yeah. um, Fantastic Four go up into space? Yeah, and uh, come crashing down. Yeah. After being exposed to radiation, yeah. they land on the ground, they stumble out of the ship, and then they get their powers, mm-hmm. right? After surviving this spaceship crash. <laughs> yes. How they survive the spaceship crash. Just luck. Who knows? Just yeah, luck. luck. Yeah. Instead of, you know what? By the way, all those powers you've got, yeah. that would be how you would survive. Yeah. You would survive a spaceship crash by turning into rubber and not being injured. <laughs> yeah. You would survive by... Making a force field. Ma- making a force field. You would survive by being made of rocks. Yeah. You would survive by being on fire and fire can't hurt you when you're like coming down and flaming. Yeah. All of the things that you're that you, that you have become would have saved you 
from a crash and would have been a very interesting scene yeah. to see uh, in the crash. <laughs> Instead of you like landing, stumbling out and like, oh boy, I don't know. Fush. Now hey. I'm, uh, <laughs> now I'm a rock. Now I'm a rock guy. Yeah. Ooh, I don't look good. Okay. <laughs> well, that, that's great. And then you've, you've, of course, you've turned your friend into a rock, a giant rock monster. Mm. And then you call yourself Mr. Fantastic. That is, takes you, uh, nerve. You like, you like this. Yeah. That takes nerve, my friend. I'm just going to quote Frank Zappa. Mm-hmm. Help, I'm a rock. All right. If you want to contact us, these are the ways to do it. We have a we have a uh, home podcast called Sneaky Dragon. And you will find Fansplainers on our Sneaky Dragon website. Uh, it's sneakydragon.com. You can contact us by email at sneakydragon.ca. Did I say .ca? <laughs> No, yeah, dot That's com. funny, because Mary and I had this discussion uh, yeah, on you can't. listening party last week. This is funny. Yeah. Sorry, I meant to say dot com. By the way, nice uh, plugging your other podcast. Oh, yeah, should have done that earlier. Uh, SneakyDragon.com. We are on Facebook at SneakyDragon, and we are on Twitter at Sneaky underscore Dragon. Those are all ways that you can reach us and say I'm hello. Now, yeah, I'm now seeing what SneakyDragon.ca is. Doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. Nope. Maybe we should grab that just so we can keep it for ourselves. All right. Just don't tell anyone on this uh, that we're doing that because <laughs> they're going to squat on it. All right, everyone. Oh, they can squat on all they want. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening to the show this week. We'll be back next time. And we're hoping they're going to have a brand new movie in theaters to talk about. All right. That's our plan anyway. Uh, I've been Ian Boothby. I've been David Dedrick. We've been the Fansplainers. Bye. Gwen Stacy. Come on. How many more spider people are there?